your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM 97.3. Spirit sings holy, holy in the splendor of your majesty. From deep within my spirit sings holy, holy in the splendor of your majesty.
Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. 627, 97.3 CDFM. Welcome to Wednesday morning. It's the 20th day of September. We're blessing the Lord. We're grateful for life. We're hoping to use the medium to positively refresh your mind with relevant radio content. My name is Dietrich Harden and is welcoming you to a great show. Starting the show with Business Sense brought to you by ADB. And it's an interesting article that has been written, by, incidentally, by a gentleman who works for ADB. says, building a successful brand through organizational culture. So, Muhammad Ali is a banker with ADB. Very, very insightful article. So, for the next couple of days, I'll be using... Some of the ideas he shares. So basically relates uh, organizational culture and brand building. And he gives you about six highlights. Establish a clear mission and values. Employee engagement and advocacy. Consistent brand experience. A customer-centric approach. Brand storytelling, reputation and trust brand resilience external perception and differentiation and then of course culture on culture oh my god really insightful article now on consistent brand experience it says organizational culture influences how employees interact with customers and deliver products or services a culture that emphasizes quality customer centricity and innovation will lead to a consistent brand experience so it's not just about building beautiful products it's about ingraining the right values in the organization so it says a culture that emphasizes quality customer centricity and innovation will lead to a consistent brand experience this is good for all organizations trying to build great brands. Written by Mohammed Ali, a banker with ADB, who are also proud to be associated with businesses. Oh yes, call 0302210210 for a loan that covers many things, including personal needs, loan top-ups, financial challenges that have come in. We will extend your tenure for up to six years, reduce your interest rates. Give us a call, 0302. 210210 ADB truly a Greek and more. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. We the city that's yeah, yeah. is This is the City cry. Breakfast Show. Yeah. The city's biggest conversation. In times when the storms and the tides are raging high, we know we shall Shall wash 
Certainly shall. In times when the storms and the tides are raging high. Rams Morgan, 633, 97.3 CFM. News about you brought to you by Fidelity Bank. At Fidelity, September is Sustainability Month. And as part of that, we're organizing a blood donation exercise. Join us on the September 22nd, that's Friday, at our Ridge Head Office Car Park. Make a difference. Believe with us and let's save lives. This is the car park at Fidelity Bank's head office at Ridge Towers and donate this Friday. Also brought to you by Total Energy. It's a poorly maintained car engine can age faster. That's why we're offering you the specially formulated cause engine oil with ART, age resistance technology. And breakthrough innovation ensures quality performance for your engine. Improves protection. Choose quads from Total. Choose efficiency. Choose effectiveness. It's an interactive show. Let's hear from you. 054-998-6996. We're taking comments on WhatsApp. Hashtag on Twitter. CTCBS. I'm here with Nathan Obodai Kwao. And Godfrey Akotobo Afu. Gentlemen, good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hola. Hola, no. Yeah, uh, that's all I know. There's a, there's a lot happening in the world. A lot of news today. Yes. So many things happening, and yes. I think we should just jump straight into hey. the headlines. Yes, straight into the headlines. Mm. I I actually won't start locally. I will start internationally if you don't mind. Oh, why not? Let's you know change the formula a bit. We are, we are in a global world. Yes. So Chinese loans to Africa plummet. Yes. yes. And um, it's been a decade of inward looking from China. Yes. Ten years. So, yeah. So that's the daily graphic. Mm. Mysterious disease kills seven. In Cote d'Ivoire, sure. and mm. Libyans protest against authorities in flood pit Derna. Wow. Now, you come to the, uh, the front page of the paper itself, cut down on expenditure. These are some of the speakers from the graphic business Islamic Bank breakfast meeting. Well, if you go to the Ghanaian Times, the Lands Commission is uh, on the front page. Now, mm-hmm. Benito Owusu-Bio mm-hmm. is the uh, minister, one of the ministers in that sector. He says, Lands Commission targets $85 million investment right. for improved 
for improved land administration services. Okay. Other stories. ECOWAS urged to apply tougher sanctions to stop illicit arms proliferation. Mm. 10 million euro project to tackle food security in northern region launched. All right. And Namwan denies defrauding customers of 1.6 billion CDs. Okay. Let me take you to the daily analyst. Uh, they talk about the voter registration exercise budget approved by parliament was for continuous registration ec boss reveals mm-hmm. um, i don't believe in attacking upon this but um, yeah, the story has been running around for quite some time mm-hmm. now so yeah all right okay the finder also has the baumia story they also have a related story which says i will support whoever wins november 4 that's according to dr free akuto all right appear kubi to contest a fijakwabre south mpp parliamentary primaries and photon assay lab to ensure accurate valuation of minerals that's according to george mikuduka all right the front page of the republic press says bully uh, bully jailbreak Seven convicts break free. Four mm. police with toilet prank. Mm. Uh, number one was on the front page. Uh, he gets a 500 million Ghana city bill. Mm-hmm. And then in the Savannah region, roads and highways ministry diverts roads after washout at Doli. Mm-hmm. All right. The Chronicle has a number of those stories. Dr. Free Akutu is here. Dr. Baumia is here. Richard Apia Kubi also here. They are unique stories, though. Mm-hmm. IGP tape probe. No power can coerce us to forge evidence. Attach, right. yeah? mm-hmm. Judge vows to handle Cecilia Dapes' case professionally. Hmm. And uh, a book, Kwanza has written something on Kennedy Ajipon. He doesn't think he's presidential material. Okay. In the front page of the Daily Guide is... Uh, the member of parliament for Dom Kwabinya mm-hmm. says that Ajwasa cools down Kwabinya constituents with fine yogurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. politician. Eh? Yes. She was serving it in the tray. Hey! One man, one yogurt. Bernard. If I was there, so I would take. Bernard. What Bernard. else is in the news, bro? I won't throw mad at opponent says um, Baumia. Why OSP seized Cecilia's Dapa, Cecilia Dapa's assets again? And mm. three Ghanaians arrested over Russian. Wagner activities. Mm. <laughs> serious. Anyway, the Ghanaian publisher, they also have a number of the stories that have been running. Their unique story says ESA wants government over high interest loans mm-hmm. and the EC repeating what we know already that voter registration will go beyond district offices in 2024. All right. And finally, for me, the front page of the new publisher, don't jail journalists over their opinions on LGBTQ+. Yoko, mm. World Health Organization, tackle illicit tobacco trade. Let's go online. BOD advised me to Streamline men's gold operations. This is number one. City Newsroom is reporting this. Also, suppress appetite for high interest loans. Issa cautions government. Still on that website, Kwebu says is the other pass. Scandal. Akufado has lost moral stance on corruption. And then there's a lot of things from the OSP on Sicilia Park. For example, we're told that she used aliases to conceal transactions from undeclared real estate business. And also her dead brother's accounts are active, still sending money to her to the former minister. All this from the OSP. In other stories on citynewsroom.com, Ghana remains the world's largest borrower under uh, our poverty loan facility, according to the IMF. And then we're also told that Africa's youth are vulnerable to Wagner Group recruitment. This is Vladimir Entry Danso. Citybusinessnews.com, 114th MPC meeting. Economic assessment begins amid marginal inflation fall. Also, tax analysts are urging organizations, uh, are urging for the personalization of tax appeals board. And then... Um, Lord Mensah thinks that Ghana's IMF debt ranking is a bad signal for investors. Meanwhile, Namwan has been granted a 500 million CD bail. 
Majority line is leading with elections. Limited voters registration. Those in hard-to-reach areas can wait for next year. This is Dr. Srebo Kweku. Also, violence at Agona East didn't happen at our district office. Ignore reports according to the EC. Then this story that Caleb read, fix our roads or face consequences in 2024 poll. A drivers issue ultimatum. Meanwhile, I know Brie Bahin thinks Adjoa Safu should be sacked from the MPP. And then Professor Peter Kote says DDEP should never be repeated. Never again. Now, I want to take you across the continent briefly, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Uh, BBC has a very interesting headline. I will run for fourth term in 2024, Paul Kagame. And I really think we should talk about this. You know, Paul Kagame, strong man. A lot of people I admire from outside. But <laughs> <laughs> so he's done 23 years already. So he's going to do another, how I many? I don't know, five years. Who knows? Then there's a very interesting article on a Ghanaian man who fought slavery who's been celebrated in the UK. What's his name? Now, they spell his name Q-U-O-B-N-A. C-U-G-O-A-N-O. So it's Kwabna Kuguano. Mm-hmm. But it's not wow. written the Kobna we know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, a London church has honored a Ghanaian-born freed slave and abolitionist. Very interesting story. If we have time, I'll read it. Oh, he was born in know, the Gold Coast. A yes. So it's, it's, a, it's a very Ghanaian guy. Yes. Now, he was enslaved when he was 13, captured with about 20 others who were playing in a field, sent to the sugar plantations of the Caribbean of Grenada. But his story is a fascinating story. And the church has done some work to etch his legacy. I think it's a very good story. Uh, a couple of stories that will interest you as well. Africa's newest oil jackpot comes with a corruption case. Guess which country we are talking about? Which one? Take a while, I guess it's Namibia. So there's a giant oil mm-hmm. find off Namibia's shores. It could be a game changer. But Bloomberg says officials worry about corruption, social tensions, and instability. Oh, yeah, okay. If you mm-hmm. go to Nigeria, their lead newspaper, which is this day, is quoting President Bola Ahmed Tinubu. Very interesting quote. He says, Africa does not need pity. We won't replace old shackles with new ones. He was speaking at the UN General Assembly. Quite a stirring speech in content. Mm. And then your main man in Kenya, William Ruto, <laughs> is meeting Ukraine's President Zelensky. And the two leaders emphasize the importance of stable supply of Ukrainian agricultural products to East African region. <laughs> Africa bumpa. <laughs> you know, I don't want to misquote the guy, but what, what is that? That Ukraine in war, we are emphasizing stable supply of Ukrainian <laughs> agricultural products we into our country. We when food. we have more uh, arable land than anywhere in the world. But I know you. I know you like him, so I won't say anything. Oh no! I won't say. I won't say anything. He started. He's a new president. The problem he has is the problem the whole continent has. But how do you go and meet Zelensky? We are all busy. And tell him that you need. Charlie, let's move on. But you forgot to even Ghana, we are next door neighbors to Russia and Ukraine. No, but we, you see, we don't, it's okay. It's, it's just, I mean, how? <laughs> Stable screen supply. And we need, we don't need, we need sense, capital sense <laughs> to be put into you, our heads. Should I start? I'll start with the, I, I don't know where you started from. Look, start with Baumia for, for a change. I think the story is everywhere. You, you so want just, to start the politics. Yes, then. just, so just, just with get uh, out of the way. Guide. Yeah. Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia has stated that he will not smear his opponent in the NPP internal race to elect a presidential candidate for the 2024 general election. He said he has consistently run a decent, clean and honest campaign devoid of insults and malice, mm-hmm. projecting the good works of the NPP government and modestly pitching his ideas 
to the party's delegates because he believes elections are a contest of ideas mm. rather than muddling. That's a very long sentence. Mm. The comments come mm. after his technical advisor, Dr. Gideon Boakun, complained of needless attacks on the vice president by supporters of flag bearer aspirant Kennedy at Japan. So that's yeah. the big So it was campaign I have for, and this story was in the news earlier today yes. in <clears throat> politics. Now, the other story is on the economy where Issa is asking the government mm-hmm. to stop it. Now, there are many angles to the story. So, for example, if you go to citynewsroom.com, the angle is that you must suppress your appetite for high-interest loans. Uh-huh. This is Professor Peter Quarte. The Institute of uh, Social, Statistical, and Economic Research has cautioned government to suppress its appetite for high-interest loans. Professor Quarte noted that the Ghana's ongoing $13 billion loan support program with the IMF, sorry, $3 billion loan support with IMF, could soon position the country to access loan on the capital market. Mm. He said this in an interview with the media after a discussion on Ghana's public debt management, facts, impacts, and the way forward. Another website chooses a different angle. Joy Online says, DDEP should never be repeated. Now, debt exchange is not debt forgiveness. But Professor Kwarte emphasized dispelling any misconceptions about it. He highlighted that despite the restriction, the debt remains and interest payments are deferred and prolonged. Mm. So, very interesting insights yeah. on the economy. And more came up uh, at the Daily Graphics Dambic um, Business Breakfast Meeting. Mm. And they are saying that cut down on expenditure. <laughs> uh, most of the speakers uh, noted that the IMF program was hinged very much on revenue mobilization. Mm. However, in a counter-argument, the chief director of the Ministry of Finance, Eva Mentz, who was also present at the meeting yesterday, said there was little that the government could do about the situation mm. because the nation's expenditure was dominated by workers' compensation and payments into statutory funds. John mm. for instance, spoke about efficient spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said that was the time for he said that was the time for the government to prioritize expenditure and ensure efficiency. Professor Jackie Darkon, for instance, also said while the DD EP and the revenue measures were necessary. The government still had to do more on the expenditure side to revive the economy. All right. We go to page three of the Ghanaian Times. Now, Moan is there. Yeah. And the CEO of defunct Men's Gold Ghana Limited, Nana Apia Mensa, hmm. is being accused of defrauding some Ghanaians of 1.6 billion CDs. Now, yeah. he pleaded not guilty when he appeared before the High Court in Accra on Tuesday. Now, he pleaded not guilty to 39 counts brought against him and was granted a 500 million CD bill with four sureties, none to be justified. Mm. The charges are 22 counts of defrauding by false pretenses, seven counts each for money laundering and fraudulent breach of trust, carrying on mm. deposit taking without a requisite mm. license and unlawful deposit taking. Um, yeah, so those well, are- so that story is here. The, the angle you brought is the charges. The mm-hmm. city angle is his response. So he says BOT advised him to streamline his men's gold operations. Now, Nana Piamme is a founder of Defunct Men's Gold, who was on trial for allegedly all the things we read, has denied circumventing the laws of Ghana to operate an illegal gold deposit taking business. His lawyer, Kwame Kufu, told the High Court on Tuesday that Piamme is a popular known as number one, did not circumvent the BOG's uh, or the Bank and Specialty Deposit Taking Institutions Act, Act 930, as alleged by the prosecution. Instead, he claimed that it was officials of the BOG who advised Mensa to change the name of his company from Men's Bank to Men's Bank with a C and set up a third company, Brew Marketing Consult, to keep their gold marketing business distinct from business of men's gold. So, this is going to be a long one. Let Just me talk m- about Cecilia Dapa also. Also, yes, yes. Of the Daily Guide, and the Office of the Special Prosecutor has made some serious allegations yeah. against former Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources. Mm-hmm. Uh, there has been a... Rep- 
repeat application for confirmation of seizure and freezing of the bank accounts, alleges, among others, the former minister was engaged on disclosing undeclared real estate business under an alias, mm -hmm. but was receiving the proceeds of transaction in her bank account. All right. Quote, there are several suspicious transactions running through the bank accounts and investments of the first respondent, hmm. and other transactions which cannot be attributed to her lawful income, hmm. her declared or disclosed source of income at all material times in her position as a public officer. There are other things that came up that... Apart from the alias one, we're told that uh, her dead brother's account is still active mm -hmm. and is still sending money to the former minister. So the OSP has revealed quite a number of shocking things mm -hmm. that um, in the latest document filed by the office, analysis of the statements in the first respondent's Prudential Bank account number, a highly suspicious transaction involving the name of the first respondent's deceased brother, Nana Kwesi, as a son. The said Nana Kwesi died in January 2022 and there's no record uh, domiciled at the financial institution of probate or letters of administration granted to personal representatives. Strangely, however, there are active transfers from the deceased bank account to that of the first respondent with the presidential, presidential account number listed there. Also, so, quite a number of serious findings yeah, also there. Also, the application claims that uh, the monies that were found uh, with Madame Dapar <coughs> were craftily concealed in wraps, polythene bags, uh, clothes, 32 envelopes, and were buried and secreted in obscure places in the residence, some with labels and descriptions. Or the visual recording of the search revealing the surreptitiously, surreptitiously concealed cash uh, are attached in a sealed pen drive and marked as exhibit OSP 2 Yeah, but Nathan and Duffy, the problem with this is, whilst the OSP is doing this, there's also a court case mm -hmm. which is running concurrently. Now, the judge mm -hmm. is saying that she won't quote to public pressure. So, if, if, if this is going to get to a head at some point because, because there's a court case that's trying the people who allegedly stole her so money. You try them, that case. But my point is that these two intersect. So the presiding judge of the circuit court in Accra, Honor Mrs. Efia Ousuai Pia, has said she would deal with the case in which the uh, former house of Sisla Dapa mm -hmm. has been arraigned as a normal case and deal with it professionally because it's very highly uh, media covered and but, therefore there can be uh, media but pressure. But comes, I'll ask him this though that would it make sense to hold that case until the OSP is done with this? That's the question. According to her, she will not be forced to quote to public pressure in handling the matter. Mm -hmm. Patients Butcher and six others are in court for 14 provisional charges in connection with the stolen $1 million, etc., etc. Now, in, uh, yesterday, some of the defense lawyers expressed concern about the manner prosecution had been asking for adjournments without headway. Then the details were given in the case. So, we're keeping an eye on both yeah. developments. That has your good story. That's uh, going to yes. be the story. Oh. Yes. Um, <laughs> the... the the second page of the Ghanaian publisher is asking a very serious question. Yeah. Can yogurt save Ajoa Safu? Oh, Lord. Okay, so that's the question. Now, they say the embattled MP for Dom Kwabinya, Sir Ajoa Safu, is reeling under intense pressure mm -hmm. to reunite with voters in the constituency. Yeah. At least for now, she's trying her best to once again win the hearts of eligible voters in mm -hmm. the constituency months after incurring their... Roth, yes. Now, in a desperate push to retain the seat and to be in the good books of the constituents, mm. Ajasafo is seen in a picture that has seen gone viral, yeah. where she's seen sharing yogurt a video. at the EC district office. During they took the it from a, They took it from a distance. <laughs> What's the name of that <laughs> thing? The big that thing that you put. The ice chest. Ice, ice chest. chest. And only two trays. Like a mini. Different flavor. <laughs> Meanwhile, I know Brie Bryan is asking for Ajasafo to be sacked from the MPP. So this is my journal line. Deputy General Secretary of the MPP, Nano Bribuyan, says the former the MP for uh, Dom Kabinya should be expelled from the party. According to Obri mm -hmm. the MP did not exhibit professionalism and discipline as a politician when she held the party to ransom and urged the MPP to disregard the apology and efforts to make amends with her constituency and party members. So, in my opinion, she should be sacked from the party. That's what he said. Well, we'll keep an eye on this. Yeah.
Let me take you to something that I've been looking out for. Uh-huh. Education calendar, at least at the basic level, is back to okay. uh, factory settings. Yes, Wonderful. it's aligned now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll find that story on page 33 mm-hmm. uh, with comments from Kofi Asari, who is Executive Director of EduWatch and James Kofi Annan, mm-hmm. President of Challenge in Heights. They are very happy that we are now aligned with the rest of the sub-region, at least at the basic school Nathan level. Nathan Chronicle, what do you have? You said it's an editorial about a boat. Is it a bohawk? Yes. Is it, is it what? Yes, he was saying that. He didn't um, think Kennedy should he be didn't think Kennedy voted was for. Presidential material. So this is a chronicles editorial. Was an article by both. No, t- he's written a feature. It's a feature. Okay, it's yes. not. It's not editorial by the paper. No. Okay, so, so he has stated his own opinion. What are the highlights? Well, essentially, he's. Um, so there's a part that says that I must confess, mm-hmm. I'm baffled by the desire to the desire of Mr. Japon to seek for the highest office of the land, given the way he has carried himself so far. So he says, can Japon's conduct over time, mm. that conduct does not show or speak well of a person who, who wants to be president. president. Okay, well, coming back to... This rather uh, a bizarre story of yeah, these three young, young boys men eh? who are misbehaving and Charlie? have been rightfully arrested in the western region. Two residents of Diabene. <laughs> A farming community in the Sekendita Kadu Metropolis believed to be leading a group linked to Wagner in Russia have been arrested by the police. Good. The Wagner group officially PMC Wagner is a Russian private military company and mercenary group. The suspects, whose names have been given as Michael Sidu 23 mm-hmm. and Mr. 26 and one Evans 25, mm-hmm. were said to have been arrested about a month ago after they organized some youth to stage a demonstration to announce their presence in the community. Mm-hmm. The three Ghanaians who are wearing t-shirts and busted the logo of the mercenary group have since been granted bail after they were hauled before a Takwa Court, court. According to sources, Charlie. they will reappear before the court on October yeah, 2023. Now, Amakwanta, Minister for Roads, is in Bole, and mm. he's uh, pledging the government to repair the bridge in one week. Charlie, if you watched CNR yesterday, mm. the helicopter mm. video, it is just incredible. It's like the river just broke the road into two, and there's a lot of greenery around the place. Now, the government has assured that it will complete repairs of the damaged Doli Bridge for temporary use within the week. The assurance was given by Minister for Roads and Highways, Christian Wakanta, when he inspected the broken bridge on September 20. The bridge, which is the link between the Upper West Region and the South of Ghana, was washed away after hours of heavy rains on September the 18th. The minister said the contractor was already on site, has been directed to work 24 hours a day to ensure the temporary solution is completed within a week. So that's a good one. Hopefully, they will be finished within the week as well. Let me take you about quickly and tell you about why Chinese loans to Africa have plummeted on page 5 of the right. daily graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese sovereign lending to Africa fell below a billion dollars last year, mm-hmm. the lowest level in nearly two decades, underscoring Beijing's shift from a decade-long big-ticket infrastructure spree on the continent. Mm-hmm. The drop in lending reflected in data from Boston University's Global China Initiative comes as several African nations struggle with debt crisis and China's own economic faces and China's own economy faces headwinds. Let, <coughs> let me give you Sorry. two... Okay, so um, that's... You know, you mentioned this yes. earlier, yes. that China's approach was... I think COVID from COVID. Yes. They changed their changed. approach to... So it says that mm-hmm. their lending has declined sharply since 2016. Mm-hmm. Just seven loans worth 1.2 billion were signed in 2021. Two more stories that will interest you. Our run for fourth term in 2024, <laughs> this is uh, Paul Kagame. So Rwanda's president, Paul Kagame, has said he will run for a fourth term in next year's presidential election. Now, he spoke to a uh, French-language magazine, J-E-U-N-E, Afrique. Jeune Afrique. Jeune Afrique. Yeah. What does that mean? Young Africa. Uh, good. Now, ask about what the West would think about his decision to run again. Mr. Gami said, I'm sorry for the West, but what the West thinks is not my problem. I'm happy with the confidence that the Rwandans have in me. I will always serve them as much as I can. Now, he had earlier said in April that he was looking forward to return and hand over power in 20, after 23 years in office. Now, he's been... In uh, he's led a party since 1998 when I was in SSS3. Mm. 
He's been president <laughs> of uh, Rwanda since 2000. And um, a constitutional referendum in 2015 removed the two-term constitutional limit for presidents. He won last year's election, la the last election 2017, by 98.8% of the vote. Mm -hmm. But under uh -huh. him, Uganda has had, as Rwanda. The, the, the Rwanda has had relative political stability, but critics and human rights groups accuse his government of limiting political freedom and suppressing dissent. So that's story number one. Story number two is also in that region. Uh, Kenyan President William Ruto meets uh, Ukrainian President Zelensky. They met on Tuesday on the sidelines of the UN General Assembly. Dr. Ruto pledged to support Ukraine during the war crisis following an its invasion by Russia. You've, you've demonstrated a lot of resilience, and we know it's been difficult for the people of Ukraine. They are strong, and you have our support. Zelensky thanked Ruto for supporting the sovereignty of Ukraine, and then they also then spoke about grains. Mm. You know, it says Zelensky informed Ruto about the function of an alternative route for the export of Ukrainian grain via the Black Sea, mm. as well as the work on creating other export routes. Ruto took the opportunity to discuss the grain situation in Kenya and what specific steps to take to establish grain hubs in his country. The two leaders emphasize the importance of stable supply of Ukrainian agricultural products to the region, which I, I disagree with, but it's not my business. Last story, Kwabna Kugwano, London Church honest Ghanaian-born freed slave and abolitionist. Very interesting mm. story by Penny Dale. Um, it's a long story, but this gentleman was captured as a 13-year-old with 20 others who were playing, wow. sent to Grenada. Grenada, you know, Grenada is the only black-dominated country in South America. So it's like a Caribbean country mm. where he was sent. Nothing was heard about him for many, many years. Forced to work on a sugar plantation. But he was brought to Britain and managed to gain his freedom in 1772. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, so the one church in London has done something to commemorate the memory of this great gold coaster. <clears throat> and they have sort of done some murals of him. And then they've also done some conversations around and somewhere. So yeah, Kurt is going unopposed. Uh, at least for now, but Mr. Time. Free is... How many years we'll from is them. that term? Four. Four. Four years. Just we'll hear from them. They might consider going to the law courts. Hmm. Or Keep an eye on that story. All right. Thank you, Godfrey. Thank you, Nathan. That's the newspaper review. Coming up next, City Business News. Stay with us. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. City Business News at 7. Brought to you by MTN and Goyle. Ilatilati is here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News. Proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by our most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. This morning, we begin with food security and agriculture because government's numerous agricultural interventions seem not to be yielding the expected result as food security, insecurity rather, remains high in northern Ghana. The 2022 Global Hunger Index has revealed that compared to southern Ghana, Ghana's northern regions have a higher prevalence of food insecurity. This is despite government's measures to guarantee food self-sufficiency in accordance with Goal 2 of the Sustainable Development Goals. From planting for food and jobs, rearing for food and jobs, planting for export and rural development, Ghana Agricultural Sector Investment Program, to progress made in irrigation and agricultural marketing. These, among others, are some key government initiatives towards Goal 2 of the SDGs to end hunger, achieve food security, improve nutrition, and promote sustainable agriculture. The overarching aim is to address the problems of post-harvest losses, secure farmers' income, 
facilitate value addition, promote the Ghana Commodity Exchange, and enhance capacity to leverage the African continental free trade area. Per data from the Government 2022 SDG report, the northern part of Ghana, which includes Upper East, Upper West, Savannah, Northeast, and Northern, has the highest prevalence of food insecurity at 23 to 49%, compared to 4 to 10% in the southernmost regions. To improve the situation, one of the key interventions the government undertook was the biometric registration of 1.29 million farmers. This was to ensure effective targeting of farmers, build a credible agribusiness database, and improve timely support to agricultural value chain actors in these five regions. But only 970,000 biometric cars have been issued in terms of budgetary allocation. Government allocated 1.14 billion cities in 2022 alone. This was, however, a 4% decrease compared to the 1.19 billion allotted in 2021. That was a business desk report. Away from that, and traders have raised concerns over challenges facing businesses in the wake of an unstable economy. Mother body of these traders, the Ghana Union of Traders Association, Guta, emphasizes the strain imposed by heavy taxation, noting that producers are now unable to shift the tax burden onto consumers due to the dwindling purchasing power exacerbated by inflation. President of Guta is Dr. Joseph Obey, and he's been speaking at the Graphic Business Tamic Bank breakfast meeting on the theme thriving through economic turbulence. So it has made it very difficult for ourselves doing business itself. Aside that, while trying to contend with those things, taxes are also being um, handed on, on to you. The high taxes and various taxes, and uh, which does not occur well for businesses. And so, with all the, uh, the, these difficulties, you have to pass on the cost to the consuming public. But they are also uh, tired because their purchasing power has uh, drastically reduced because of the effects of inflation. So, how do you navigate through this? That's how. Um, difficult it has been for businesses to thrive under the turbulence that we are facing in this economy. And it's very difficult that we all have to sit down and see how we can re reduce the cost of doing business in the country. Because once any businessman has to pass on the cost. That, that was President of Guta, Dr. Joseph Obin. Now, government has reaffirmed that it plans to construct a 60 billion US dollars petroleum company to advance value addition to the oil and gas value chain will be a key innovation in Africa, according to the Ministry of Energy, the Petroleum Hub Development Corporation Limited, which will occupy 20,000 acres of land, is expected to boost the economy substantially. Speaking at the 2023 Oil and Gas Conference in Accra, James Yamwa, the director of Upstream Petroleum at the ministry, who spoke on behalf of the sector minister, said the project to transform the petroleum industry. The PHDC is intended to be a leading integrated hydrocarbon complex created to add value to the upstream and downstream oil and gas value chain in Africa. Upon completion, the hub will span over an area of 20,000 acres and will house a complex web on onshore, offshore and ancillary assets not limited to refineries, petrochemical plants, and storage tanks intended to change the face of the petrochemical industry of the continent. James Yamwa is a director of Upstream Petroleum at the Ministry of Energy. Meanwhile, the chairman of the Mines and Energy Committee of Parliament, Samuel Atachia, has urged the Ghana National Petroleum Corporation, GNPC, to deepen partnership with the private sector to harness the oil and gas sector to bolster economic growth.
financial injunctions. And if you look at our challenges with debt sustainability, then the space is a partnership that was strongly underlined that we should have a partnership between the private sector and then GMPC and, and, and the quarter, so that they who have the money will come and drive the industry without sacrificing uh, sovereignty. That partnership is good, but that doesn't mean this is. So I believe this is where we should go. Samuel Atta Achia is the chairman of the Mines and Energy Committee of Parliament. Moving on, Ghana's banking sector could take a major hit as soaring treasury bill rates keep attracting investors away from traditional banking investment. That's the apprehension of the director of the Institute for Statistical, Social and Economic Research, ESA, Professor Peter Corte. Interest rates on the money market have climbed to more than 30%, indicating a rise in the government's cost of borrowing from that financial instrument. But Professor Peter Corte fears this poses significant financial sector challenges. The high lending rates. When treasury bill rates are so high, you and I will prefer to invest in treasury bills. We will not give it to the banks to unlend unless the banks up their interest rates. So that is also driving the interest rates on the market and significantly hurting the financial sector. What, what, what we are doing by not exempting non resident holders of local currency bonds, the financial sector is suffering. We are not getting in more foreign inflows and that is affecting our case. So I think it gives rooms for concern. You heard the director of the Institute for Statistical, Social and Economic Research, ESA, Professor Peter Corti. Now the coalition of aggrieved customers of Men's Gold wants expedited actions in the prosecution of the CEO of the defunct company, Nana Apia Mensa. Namwan, as he's popularly called, is currently facing 39 charges, counts of charges including fraud and money laundering. He pleaded not guilty to all charges, but the customers say although they welcome the ongoing court processes, the government must not renege in fulfilling their request for a special bailout package. Fred Forsen speaks for the group. I think um, we are very satisfied with the proceedings. Uh, the AG hinted at requesting for daily trial, and it appeared the other side may not oppose it. So we are happy at that. And um, now he's been granted bail, all right. But looking at the case as presented, we are happy with whatever happens, and it gives us that hope we have been nurturing that our case is not a lost case. All that we are asking the president is that from five years down the line, it's been very tough and hard for us and so a, bill, a financial bailout for customers will be very good to, 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 to bring life back to us. Fred Forsen is a spokesperson for the aggrieved customers of Men's Gold. Let's now take you to the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves. The dollar remained unchanged and stayed at 11 CDs. The British pound lost a pesoa and is selling at 13 CDs, 72 pesos. The euro also lost one pesoa and is selling at 11 CDs, 83 pesos. However, as some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling at 11 CDs, 65 pesos, while the British pound is going for 14 CDs, 70 pesos. The euro could be sold to you at 12 CDs, 40 pesos 
and the countdown is still on and with just 10 days to the 2023 edition of the city business olympics which is taking place at the eden high sports complex at wager we give you a teaser of the showdown on september 30 as we zoom into the biggest sporting event right here in ghana just in case your business organization has still not registered to participate <laughs> On September 30, the Eden High Sports Complex in Wager will come alive as Ghana's finest corporate entities battle it out for the bragging rights and trophies in the ultimate sports competition, the City Business Olympics. David Kwekusechi is an event executive at City FM and City TV and has been highlighting some of the exciting sporting disciplines that will be taking place during the 2023 edition of the City Business Olympics. It's going to be a full package of different sporting activities we're going to have. Volleyball, men's and women's, we're going to have uh, seven-a-side soccer, we're going to have uh, swimming competition, it's going to be table tennis, uh, basketball. Of course, you know that um, Eden Heights Sports Complex has the foremost basketball, indoor basketball facilities in Ghana. Um, we're going to have um, video games that's on the, you know, on the, on the softer side of things. It's going to be video games, uh, competitions. So all those of you who play your PS4, PS5 and all of that, it's going to be happening there. We're going to have drafts. We're going to have other cardboard games. We're going to have a tug of war, lime and spoon race. Um, I've been agitating for the egg and spoon, but people are saying, let's keep it lime and spoon. Uh, we're going to have um, arm wrestling and so on. So it's just a full-scale, high-competitive sports. The City Business Olympics 2023 is powered by City TV, with support from City FM and proudly sponsored by Lozati Lozenges from Unicom Chemist Limited, EK Brand Consult, Blue Jeans Energy Drink, and Hollard Insurance. So just 10 days left to the City Business Olympics. If your business organization has still not registered, the time is now. Do join us on the 30th of September at the Eden High Sports Complex for the biggest corporate gathering. Let's now join Gillian Ham of Data Bank for part one of the topic, what to do when you have less than 10 years to retirement. Do you have less than 10 years to retirement? Well, here are some additional strategies you can consider that can help you better prepare. Number one, write books or articles for newspapers for money. You've likely accumulated a lot of experience over your working years. Now may be the time to start documenting and sharing that knowledge. Number two, explore continuing to work after age 60. You may likely be in retirement for 20 or even 30 years, depending on the average life expectancy in your family. So look out for contracts that can leverage your skills and experience. Number three, Put all transitional income, such as per diems and bonuses, into investments rather than spending it all. Remember, out of every 100 people who retire at age 60, only two will retire comfortably, 23 must continue working, and 75 will need to depend on SNIT, family, or relatives for assistance. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Invest wisely. Gillian Hammer of Data Bank with part one of the topic, what to do when you have less than 10 years to retirement. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and Powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Let's meet again at 1 p.m. for the afternoon's edition of City Business News. Later at 8.50 p.m., catch us on City TV for CNR Business 
on the City Newsroom. My name is Neil Atelati. Do have a good business day. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. 14 minutes past the hour of 7. City Breakfast Show, September the 20th. City Business News brought to you by Goyal, our Super XP on 95 and Diesel XP are the best quality fuels with high performance in town for your vehicle. The Super XP 95 is a high-grade fuel sold at the same price as a normal fuel. Diesel XP is low in sulfur, making it an eco-friendly option for your car. With over 440 stations across the nation, join the family that rewards you with quality for an energized driving experience. And MTN Momo is also proud to be associated with the City Business News. Imagine getting rewarded for doing something you love every single day. Sounds too good to be true. Well, that's exactly what MTN Momo season is all about. Download the Momo app on the Play Store or the App Store. Use Momo Pay for your day-to-day transactions to a merchant either through the QR code or merchant ID. And you could win a thousand CDs every week. Merchants are not left out of the reward. Receive payments and win big. Keep using your Momo Pay on the Momo app and get rewarded. Visit our site, momomerchantapplication.com. .mtn.com.gh I should say it's Momo season so just Momo it with Momo pay and a time for Pichichi is here and the place for the program is also here it's time for kickoff brought to you by Lesheho Lesheho in partnership with Petra has some great news for all Petra tier 3 scheme members if you need a loan for immediate expenses like school fees rent project completion or urgent financial need or you dream of taking a vacation renovating your home or other things safeguard your investment take a pension backed loan at a very low interest rate of just 1.8 percent the convenient application process and flexible terms and conditions you are on your way to achieving your dreams call us on 0577699923 let's talk about the easy loan or visit loans.petraonline.com share who lets improve life segment also brought to you by vivo energy and we are launching the stop think and drive road safety campaign an annual event organized by vivo energy ghana to provide refresher defensive driving training for commercial drivers and motorcyclists across the country to build the capacity with ultimate objective of improving road user behavior at vivo energy ghana we believe that road safety is a shared responsibility Evans Ofuchumanso. El Bernardo. Charlie. I- I'm sure you are missing the Champions League. Not seeing Liverpool. Play. Uh, what is Champions League? They wait for Champions League. Oh, really? Today you don't know the Champions I League. Mean, I don't know. What, what, what is that? When is it happening? <laughs> why why the economic issues in Ghana? I'm thinking about myself. I understand. I don't know anything about that. I understand. <laughs> Liverpool fans. <laughs> Well, many thanks for joining me here on Kickoff, powered by Lesheho and Vivo Energy. Well, in the headlines, Media Mass Sporting Club begins their Ghana Premier League title defence today against Accra Lions. Also, Manchester City, Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain shine on UEFA Champions League opening night. But Lazio goalkeeper Ivan Provedel stole the show as uh, with a 95th-minute equaliser against Atletico Madrid. 
Cataldi, Luis Alberto, the goalkeeper from Adele. Well, have you ever, can you believe what you've seen here? The last seconds and Lazio's goalkeeper, Ivan Provadel, has leveled the game. Yes, that's a drama of the Champions League there. Last minute goal from Ivan Provadel. We'll get more into the Champions League as we preview more exciting games later tonight. But first, on kickoff this morning, uh, George Frie intends to seek legal remedies both locally and internationally, including the Court of Arbitration for Sports in Switzerland, following his disqualification as a Ghana Football Association presidential hopeful. At the moment, Kato Krieg, who the GFA president will run on oppose, after the GFA Appeals Committee dismissed the appeal of his primary challenger, George Frie. Now, speaking on Eyewitness News, Richmond uh, Numbo Saka, the lawyer for the former GFA vice president, emphasized their readiness to explore all available options to address their situation. We are going to go to CAS as far as the rules on GFA regulations are concerned, and that's the instructions I have. And we are exploring the situation where the court in Ghana would explore the breaches of the rules of natural justice as far as your GFA candidate to stand the office of president of GFA is concerned. Very well. So these are all available options. Hmm. So that's the lawyer for George Free, Richmond Saka, speaking there. Now, former GFA presidential candidate Amanda Clinton has weighed in the, into the ongoing conversation regarding George Free and his disqualification. And this is around the, his endorsement uh, from the Victory Club Warriors director, Jeffrey Asari. Now, Amanda Clinton argues that the procedural issues could have been resolved earlier to prevent the disqualification of George Free. This matter could have been cured um, procedurally um, because the matter was cured for me four years ago. And I say this because one of my signatories um, didn't rank to sign. And I, I literally just got a courtesy phone call um, to, within, I think, 24 hours, replace that person because it's something I was unaware of in terms of that person didn't have a rank to sign. So um, it really is a matter that could have been cured at first instance with a courtesy call mm. because optics-wise, it's going to look really bad for, for Kurt. All right, so that's the former GFA presidential candidate Amanda Clinton speaking on the Eyewitness News yesterday. Now, the Ghana Football Association has moved its extraordinary session of Congress, originally set for September 27 to October 5, due to the Accra High Court's third adjournment of an injunction application related to the election processes. Now, the event will take place at the Golden Dream Hotel in Tamale, while the new date for the hearing of the injunction application it's now September 28, 2023. The application filed by Ken Faisal seeks to prioritize elections for the national league clubs, the regional football associations, and other bodies ahead of the GFA presidential seat and the executive council. So Ken Faisal wants the elections to be started from the bottom. Now, across the folks, board member Alhaji Morua Kambi has been disqualified from competing for an executive council position in the GFA elections. Well, among 11 applicants, he's the only one who did not pass the vetting process, meaning that for the five Premier League positions, the likes of uh, Kingsley Osayubon Sunana Orosa for Frederick Champon, Dr. Tony Aben, Dr. Randy Abe, Unina Senso, Edmonaka Kwesiapia, Eloini Amande, and Rafael Tewia Jambra will be competing for that seat. Now, let's talk about the Ghana Premier League. Outstanding games today. Dreams FC, they take on Nations FC in that outstanding league game at 3 p.m. 
And then we have Media Mass Sporting Club also facing Accra Lions at 3 p.m. For Media Mass head coach Evans Auguste Nadote, he has won his side to eschew complacency. I will never underrate uh, an opposition team. I must be honest. The other time we played against Accra Lions in Accra, you saw how transpired. We lost 4 2 mass massively. The same heart of Lions is, is, is coming. So uh, we've prepared. We are ready to uh, take them on. We have to pay them back. I'm not um, coming out with a scoreline that we are scoring a uh, huge or. I want by close of today and um, tomorrow, Media is up as winners. That is my motive for tomorrow's game. Evans Augustinado is head coach for Media Mass Sporting Club. It's a match day now for the Black Queens of Ghana as they face off against the Shi Amavubi of Rwanda at 3 p.m. in round one, first leg of the 2024 Women's Africa Cup of Nations qualifier. Head coach for the Queens, Nora Haptel, has expressed confidence in their readiness to beat the side from Rwanda at the Kigali Pele Stadium today. It's a bit the question who is fresh, um, who is in um, championship rhythm. So those criteria are quite important um, to bring the squad on the pitch. So we have some good substitutes on the bench that we can add something to the game. Uh, we are pretty convinced that we're going to win the game tomorrow with a good mood, as you saw behind me. And um, we have a good focus also, we know what our job is. And so we will have a successful game tomorrow. So that's the head coach of the Black Queens, Nora Haptel, speaking there. Let's talk out now about the Champions League. Well, yesterday in the Champions League, Manchester City too powerful for Red Star Belgrade. Black Stars Osman Bukhari scored for Belgrade side though, but uh, Julian Alvarez was on target alongside Rodri for Manchester City to win that game. And here is Rodri reflecting on a hard for three points and his goal-scoring output. Well, I think it was a tough game. Even though, uh, to be fair, we could score three, four goals in the first half, but we weren't clinical enough. And yeah, in the first chance they have, they, they score. And sometimes football is like this. The same happened in West Ham, I think. Quite the same type of game. Mm. But I think the, the most important part of this game is uh, when you arrive into the halftime and talk to the guys and say, OK, guys, stay calm, don't be panicked, uh, let's keep doing our job. And, and yeah, at the end, we, we, we score uh, three goals. Uh, Julian was unbelievable. So that's Rodri of Manchester City speaking there. Paris Saint-Germain won 2-0 over Dortmund. Barca whipped Antwerp by five goals to nil. Not the best of result there for the Belgian side. While Felix was on target for Barcelona. AC Milan drew goalless with Newcastle United. Young boys lost by three goals to one to RB Leipzig. Feyenoord were 2-0 winners over Celtic. Celtic had two red cards in that game. And then Shakhtar Donetsk lost 3-1 to FC Porto. Also in the Champions League. And then Atletico Madrid, uh, they went away to draw 1-1 with Lazio. And the huge story in that game from the Stadio Olimpico was that Lazio keeper Ivan Provodel scored in the 95th minute of that game. Later today, that's Bermanek up against Manchester United. A good time to hear from Bayern striker Harry Kane. He was asked if this is the perfect time to play Man United. I don't know about the perfect time because, like I touched on a bit earlier, there can be a, a big response from teams who are going through a difficult spell. But of course, we have to use circumstances to, to our advantage as well, and we need to, to go with a big confidence. We're at home in front of our fans. It's important to, uh, yeah, to start the game on the, on the front foot. And, and really so that's the Bayern striker Hurricane there for United manager Eric Ten Hag. He's saying that his team believes in the ability to square off for the German side. We are very uh, respectful, and we know Bayern especially in Champions League, uh, at home, especially group stage, they are very strong. But, yeah, um, as you say, but, yeah, we're looking forward we, because we like the challenge. And also, 
uh, we, we trust ourselves. But Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag speaking there. Also tonight, there is Galatasaray against FC Copenhagen. Real Madrid take on Union Berlin. Benfica up against Salzburg. Braga take on Napoli. We have Ronaldo Sadad against Inter Milan. Sevilla face Lance. And then Arsenal up against PSV. For Arsenal striker Gabriel Jesus, he says they are in the competition to win it. All the competitions, all the trophies, we go for, uh, to win the, the, the competition. And Champions League is not the same. I think... Uh, if you think opposite, we are wrong because we are playing for Arsenal, you know. We have to believe and then uh, we have to trust uh, uh, the teammates, the manager, the club and then uh, go for it. Arsenal striker there, Gabriel Jesus speaking there. Let's wrap up now with today's edition of the City Business Olympic Series. Welcome to the City Business Olympic Series. Tennis and table tennis are two of the most exciting sporting spectacles at a one-day event. They are a sport of intense speed and jaw-dropping precision. Despite the differences in their playing surfaces, the fundamental objective of both disciplines is simple. Hit the ball over the net onto your opponent's side. A point is scored if the opponent is unable to return the ball. In tennis, players contend with a larger area, a larger court, and the need for greater force in their shots. In the 2022 men's tennis event, Gassem emerged as the champions with GCB finishing as the runners-up. Meanwhile, in the women's tennis event, Papaye holds the title of the defending champions having beaten GCB in the finals. Table tennis players, on the other hand, rely less on sheer strength and more on the ability to execute short, snappy strokes and recover quickly. Last year, GCB showcased their table tennis prowess, winning both the men's and women's events. E-Transact secured the runners-up position in both the men's and women's table tennis event, while Holland Insurance claimed third in the men's table tennis and Kunda placed third in the women's table tennis. The City Business Olympics is proudly powered by City TV and receives valuable support from City FM. This thrilling event is sponsored by Lozati Lozenges from Unicom Chemist Limited, EK Brand Consult, Blue Jeans Energy Drink, and Hollard Insurance. All right, so that's today's edition of the City Business Olympic Series. There's more sports on citysportsonline.com. And that's it for kickoff year on City FM, powered by Lechejo and Vivo Energy. We are back at 5 p.m. with Gabby Affair on Sports Flash. Hasta la proxima from me, Evans of Fuchumanso. Everybody has a sound they love. For some people, it's the sound of music. Others love the sound of money counting. <laughs> and some people love the sound of peace. But if you're a car owner, there is one sound you fall in love with every time. Now that's the sound of a healthy engine that has been loved by Shell Fuel. Shell Fuels with Dynaflex technology cleans and protects your engine for efficient running. No matter your vehicle, every car loves Shell Fuels. Fill up and give your car the love it needs for better journeys. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. 
There's no price like the ShopRite price. That's why we are committed to bringing you lower prices on all the essentials you need. Like 1.5 liters Coca-Cola, Fanta and Sprite Zero. Only 17 CDs, 99 pesos each. And 1 liter President UHT milk, just 25 CDs, 99 pesos each. Never pay more than the ShopRite price. Prices valid until 24th September. Only at ShopRite. Mama Ketra, Mama Bayerera, give me 50 tubers. Hey, business is booming. Soon you will buy 100. Amen. You know, as a mama, I can access up to 5,000 Ghana CDs loan. No, no collateral, no, no guarantee. Now when I'm sick, I just call the mama doctor for free consultation. I get a discount on my labs and prescribed drugs. For me, my network just keeps growing. And yet, more customers. I now use my quick account for payments when I travel for the yam so no plenty cash oh. plus you can now pay me through momo you of course mama brings greater opportunities angazangaza become a bummer today just open an account with pan african savings and loans and say i want to be a mama the mama program is tailored to help you do well visit any of our branches or call 0551-933-933 you are fearless and bold choose mama choose greater opportunities Guess what? Orca Decor is still celebrating our 20th anniversary. Get 50% off top quality furniture, accessories, decor, and more. Hurry, oh, hurry. The items are flying off the shelves. Visit Orca on Spintex Road and the newly opened Accra Mall branch today. Hey, Adongo, we agreed on 100 liters. Why are you buying 50 liters at the corner fuel station? I just got an alert on my phone. You will come and meet me. Get vehicle fuel tracking from Core Fleet and get instant fuel information of your vehicle. Visit www.corfleet.com for more information. That is korfleet.com for more information. Hey, Yaba. Look, could you a nice spoke about you the last time? Oh? Um, what about? Oh, it was about your car insurance with Oh, him. with Imperial. Yeah. It was a good experience. Wow. I even traveled with their travel policy recently. Hey. <laughs> now I am fully with Imperial. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, dear, Imperial is the name in insurance in Ghana Hill. Share for all your insurance needs. Motor, engineering, fire, accident, marine, bonds. Come talk to Imperial and have that insurance experience that gives you smiles. Call us today on 0302-788-955 or 0577-667-436 or talk to your insurance broker or any of our agents nationwide. Imperial General Assurance. Solid protection. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Many The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Obi-Dawan, Yarinia, who can't run a mintio. 
736, we want to wish a few people happy birthday today, the 20th day of September 2023. Happy birthday to Assistant Divisional Officer ADO2 Leslie Ajay Tete, aka Lezo, of the Ghana National Fire Service Street Fair Fire Station, coming from Michael Ashtiyama. And to Dr. Kwame Nofori Kuramwa a family physician and medical superintendent of Koforidia Polyclinic. Happy birthday from the staff of the Koforidia Polyclinic and the dope MC of City News. A happy birthday to Aquili and Oko Home of Richard School and to Cheryl of Children's Center. May you grow in stature and favor from God and man. From your mother, Regina Lai of ECG Accra East Office. So much to talk about on the show today. But come and have direct interaction with reps from the University of Law, Centennial College, Canada, University of Northern British Columbia, 
the Montfort University, Oxford International, and other top universities from UK, Canada, Australia, live at the QS University Counseling Fair, happening at the Holiday Inn Hotel Airport, Monday, September 25, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. QS Counseling Fair will give you information on admission, application and visa processing, exclusive tuition discount for attendees, post-study work opportunities, one-on-one sessions with counselors, advice from a pro admissions coach, and so much more. And we've got exciting news. It's not only a dress for that seven fun yogo. Fun yogo Ghana's number one tasty and refreshing cool treat from the good old days is back and tastes exactly as you remember it to be. The texture and taste have been restored to bring you your ever refreshing fun yogo, which will get you reminiscing about your blast from the past. So whether it's a classic strawberry or the exciting new mango passion, fun yogo is here to refresh and quench you on the go. And Silverstar Auto, the name behind Mercedes-Benz in Ghana for the past 25 years, is giving you the green light to give your Mercedes-Benz the care it deserves. Go easy on your pocket. Schedule your free inspection today. Enjoy free inspection of your passenger or commercial vehicle. 15% discount on genuine parts and more. Promo ends September 30. Terms and conditions apply. And Zoom Lion is changing the way we collect Bola. Stash. Gone are the days where you wait for the truck and the rider with their inconsistency, with arbitrary pricing, with no affiliation. Well, now Zoom Lion is in to make things better. Dial star 857 hash. Request the bin from Zoom Lion. Pay your monthly baller charges. Call 0501 or DM us on social media handles and find out how much you have to pay. Pay six months subscription in advance and get one month free service. Spread the word. Zoom Lion has changed the baller collection method for good. So much to talk about this morning. 7.40 City Breakfast Show. All right, Vodafone Business is uh, thrilled to announce that the highly anticipated Vodafone or the highly anticipated VB Runway event sorry, is here again. Now, this is an SME-focused forum designed to empower and equip businesses for growth. Now, this year's theme is Good to Great with Vodafone, Innovate, Comply, and Expand. And the speakers are Patricia Obonai, Dr. Lee Nachia, Andrew Aka, and Charlotte Amankwa. And it's happening on the 29th of September at the Mervyn Peck Ambassador Hotel, 8 a.m. to 12 noon. Call 020-2000-436 or 020-2000-431 or send an email uh, for the registration. Vodafone, fare that together. Now, if you're thinking of something to eat in the morning to start your day, Macberry breakfast cereal is what you need. It's a biscuit made from real cereal, packed with wholesome oats and grains, and contains less sugar. And is a wonderful snack you can give your kids as they head out to school. Remember, go for the original Macberry breakfast cereal biscuit and start your day with a smile. Macberry breakfast cereal, goodness for your morning, and this side is FDA approved. Okay. Now, the Ghana Water Company Limited has um, put out the app, the GWCL customer app on the App Store, the Play Store. Download it to pay your bills, check your bills, check account details, and even report faults, leakages, and all other things wrong with water supply. And remember that all transactions done on the app are without charges. Zero charges on all transactions on the GWCL customer app.
Now, Intake Education is now part of IDP, and IDP is hosting you to a great uh, event on the 9th of October in Accra at the Kempinski Hotel and on the 11th of October in Kumasi at the Lancaster Hotel from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the IDP Study World Expo. 55 or over 55 top UK and Ireland universities will be there to answer all your questions, to guide you and to make sure that your educational journey still continues. Now they uh, can be reached, which is um, IDP or intake, can be reached on uh, 0596081424 either via call or via WhatsApp or visit their Instagram page intake.gh on Instagram to register. Registration is free won't cost you anything. Remember, the future in you is now much better brighter and stronger. It's a quarter to eight on a city breakfast show. Let me do a few quick birthday requests and then we'll talk about the big issues for the day. And this one is coming in from a grateful husband to an adorable wife. Help me wish my wife Sandra Ellis a creative and happy birthday. She is the CEO of Plus Creative, director of Ellis Couture GH, an amazing mother of my three boys and wife of After God's Own Heart. This is from Philip FBN Bank Corporate. To his wife, Sandra Ellis. Sandra Ellis. Happy birthday to you, Sandra. And uh, wishing Nunana Ado a happy birthday from your godfather, Doji. And uh, then another one to my niece, Zoe Damlonin Dut of Cedar Mountain Church. Happy birthday from Grace Combian. And super awesome happy birthday to my special mom, Mrs. Denise Diner. Oh, yeah, well back. Former director of education, Kumfu. 
former headmistress of Prisekusu. Obviously, bless you. I love you, mom, and can't forget you. Coming in from Jonas Tinkran. Happy birthday to Ellie, the manager of Brill Cleaners. God Richie, bless you. You're a good man from Ryan. And wishing Maulom Ejonado a happy seventh. He's smart and lovely. May God mold him into a champion. Coming in from Hope L in Ugojo. Wishing my beloved girlfriend Munira Khalifa Ramadan a glorious birthday. Thanks for being there for me. I love you so much. Coming from Taitakite Wanda to Munira Khalifa. Alright, this one says, Kindly wish Deborah Abedu Kennedy of the Goma West District Assembly in Apam a happy 40th birthday from uh, all of us at Saji Tours and Gigi's Kitchen. Mm. And happy birthday to Elidora of the Africa Continental Free Trade Area Secretariat. Happy birthday to you. Alright, so a couple of things happening that I want to talk about this morning. The OSP has been busy on the Sisiladapa issue. We have seen two big stories. First, we're told that the uh, dead brother's account still sending her money. <laughs> and also, she used aliases, allegedly, to conceal transactions from undeclared real estate business. Let me just read those two stories. Now, while this is going on, the judge in the original case says she's not going to call to public pressure. Because, mind you, the original issue is that uh, patients, both you and six others, are in court on 14 provisional charges in connection with stealing $1 million and 300,000 euros from the residence of the former sanitation minister. Now, we are told that the case is dragging because the defense lawyers have expressed concern about the way the prosecution has been handling the matter, asking for adjournments. Now, don't forget, the police were leading the prosecution until the AG's department asked for a docket on the case and then they took over. <laughs> now, the counsel for some of the defendants are not happy with the slow pace of movement of the case. All right. Now, the, let me just read the story angle I have here. In court on Tuesday, September 19, some of the defense lawyers expressed concern about the manner prosecution had been asking for adjournments without headway. This was a case of lawyer Raymond Feli, representing one of the accused persons that there was no justification in prosecution requesting for adjournment and that it was a matter of public interest and people are interested in finding out how the case was traveling. All right, so he quoted that now. Counsel's remarks was after Akosia Ejepoma Ajiman, senior state attorney, had told the court that they had received information from the investigators that they have submitted a duplicate case docket to the office of the AG, but they have not seen it. <laughs> They've submitted the docket, but they have not seen it. The court said it will not be compelled to deal with the matter, but rather she will deal with it professionally as any other case, regardless of public sentiment. This is what the judge was now saying. So... I think the quote on Star FM is saying, hold it there. I will not quote to public pressure. I will not treat this case differently from others. Let's deal with this case professionally. The sitting judge remarked, let's take public sentiments out of the case. She added, she said, the liberties of the accused persons are at stake and defense should rather take allegations made by the prosecution seriously. All right. Now, lawyers for patients, Butchery had moved the bill application for their client and then um, they went through all those things. So, the, the matter seems to be pro progressing slowly and it's sort of caught the defense on the wrong side. But the judge says she will not be pressurized. 
I can imply from that case that he's saying that I will not be pressurized to speed up. We'll have to get justice to be done no matter where the chips fall. So that's the story from the court. Now, if you go to the OSP, so the other issue is that the OSP then arrested Sisi on the basis of trying to find out where the money she lost came from. Yeah. And they did some searches in their house and they also froze their accounts. She went to court to unfreeze those accounts. And then the accounts have been refrozen. There are many things to say about the OSP's challenges with the courts. Because typically in some jurisdictions, when you have an OSP specially set up by a government, you would think that they will be acting like the Attorney General's Department in the sense that these are government-sanctioned prosecutors who are dealing with specific kinds of corruption. Mm -hmm. So you would not expect OSP to be going to court to be getting their decisions overturned and all of those things. But this is what we have in Ghana. Fine. Now, City News is reporting that court documents filed by the OSP have disclosed that the former sanitation minister Adapa used aliases to conceal transactions from undeclared real estate businesses. The OSP's criminal intelligence further suggested that the first respondent as a minister of state was engaged in an undisclosed and undeclared real estate business in which he obscured and concealed the transactions by employing the use of aliases to hide or avoid detection of the actual ownership of the business and properties while cleverly receiving the proceeds of the transactions in their bank accounts and investments. A document from the OSP cited by City News also revealed that criminal intelligence suggested that the first respondent had unexplained large cash sums of money far above her income as a minister of state mm -hmm. secreted and stashed up in her residence and that her house helps had allegedly helped themselves to part of said amount of money through larceny. This is the latest action by the OSB to confirm the seizure of suspected tainted properties belonging to the former minister. There are no financial records and traces of the originals of the money reportedly stolen from the residence of the respondent and the money discovered by the OSP at the said residence. Further, there is no evidence of the amount of money having been derived from any legitimate businesses, professions, or vocations, and no evidence of said amount have been lawfully declared and subjected to any statutory payments. Quote, during the search conducted in her residence, in her presence, the first respondent, which is the um, minister or former minister, disavowed and claimed no knowledge of the presence of the said cash sums in her residence. The conduct of the first respondent being a public officer heightened the suspicion of the authorized officers of the OSP that the cash sums were tainted property. This comes after the Office of the Special Prosecutor on Monday, September 11, filed a motion at the High Court seeking confirmation of seizure and freezing orders of the financial assets of former Minister of Sanitation and Water Resources, Cecilia Dapa. A hearing has been slated for October 18. Mm. Now, again, in background, the CD and dollar bank accounts belonging to the former minister were frozen by the OSP on August the 9th, but the Accra High Court, or the High Court in Accra, thanks to Sky, on August 31, overturned the decision. The court ordered that funds seized from the former minister be returned to her within seven days and also directed the OSP to unfreeze her accounts. The OSP subsequently invoked the powers to retake the custody of the money days after the High Court asked the office to return the seized money. So that's story number one, which talks about the money and the fact that it's not traced to any legitimate business. Story number two, same website. Sister Adapa's dead brother's account active, still sending money to foreign minister. Same source, OSP. Now, the OSP has revealed that a bank account belonging to the deceased brother of Sister Adapa 
has been actively sending money to the former sanitation minister. This was contained in the latest document filed by the OSP. Quote, analysis of the statements in the first respondent's prudential bank account number given highly suspicious transactions involving the name of the first respondent deceased brother, Nana Akwesi, as a son. They said a son died in January 2022 and there is no record domiciled at the financial institutions of probate or letters of administration granted to personal representatives. Strangely, there are active transfers from the deceased person's bank account to that of the first respondent's prudential bank account number given. As recently as 19 September 2022 and 23 May 2023, amount of 10,450 CDs, 11,280 CDs, respectively were transferred supposedly by the deceased brother to the first respondent. The special prosecutor has disclosed that the former sanitation minister uses aliases to conceal transactions from undeclared real estate business. The OSP's criminal intelligence further suggested that the first respondent, as a minister of state, was engaged in an undisclosed and undeclared... Again, I've given you that already. All right, so, gentlemen, this is a very revealing junction we've gotten to. And, Sky, for me, there are a couple of things that need to be clarified here. So the OSP is on their mandate to try and confirm the origins of the money belonging to a politically exposed person based on their mandate. But the state, acting through the Attorney General, <clears throat> has also taken over prosecution of seven people for stealing Madame Dapa's money. Yesterday in court, the defendants were worried about the constant adjournments and insinuated that the way the public is interested in the matter, it must be dealt with with dispatch. The judge in the report I just read retorted by saying she would not be pressurized to treat this case any specially because everybody has rights, particularly the people who are in question. So that's issue one. Then the OSP seems to be moving very quickly, did inspections of the so, so almost like the person who's been offended in the first matter, who says my money has been stolen, has now been accused, if you look at the OSP's tangent, of having money from sources that cannot be confirmed and basically being asked to prove where the money came from based on the OSP's mandate. Now, let me even set the cut among the pigeons to make it even more interesting before you come in. Godfrey Dami, the Attorney General is in New York. City Newsroom, again, is reporting. Just want to read that. To, to make it nice. Fight against corruption must be intensified to promote accountability, Godfrey Dami. The Attorney General Minister of Justice, Godfrey Dami, has underscored the need to intensify the fight against corruption across Africa to ensure corporate accountability on the continent. Speaking at the 2023 Concordia Annual Summit on the theme Navigating Corporate Accountability and Human Rights in Africa, Mr. Dami said that Ghana is taking the necessary measures, including the enactment of the legal frameworks to ensure transparency in its public sector operations to propel the promotion of corporate accountability. Let me quote him. The key is to recognize what actually deters corporate accountability in Africa. And number one is corruption. And there ought to be structures that will deter the occurrence of corruption. And we Ghanaians are trying to enact laws such as the Code of Conduct of Public Officers Bill which is very important because it sets in place a whole gamut of regulations which affects the way public officers conduct their affairs. Mr. Dami further emphasized that for African states to successfully ensure 
corporate accountability. The justice system must be strengthened to ensure the protection of human rights is prioritized. The 13th annual summit is being held at the Sheraton New York Times Square Hotel seeks to foster transformative discussions and deliver accountable, actionable outcomes to establish market-led solutions, Charlie Bluffo, to the greatest challenges of the world today, including corruption. No, Charlie, that means a big man. <laughs> so, I agree. I've given you three equations, now solve it. <laughs> <laughs> the time begins now. <laughs> hey! This is powerful. <clears throat> well, you don't even know what to say. Okay, but I, so, <laughs> uh, let, 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 let me compartmentalize the issues uh-huh. and take them one after the other. So, the first part of this matter mm-hmm. has got to do with mm-hmm. this alleged stealing mm-hmm. of money, private property belonging to the former, former minister, minister mm-hmm. and or the husband and or the deceased brother so that's the first part so complaints were made as we all know Mm -hmm. those complaints formed the basis of the arrest of some people Mm -hmm. they were initially sent to a a particular court Mm -hmm. Uh, somehow the matter sort of went under the radar until we heard in a chronicle what had happened subsequently mm-hmm. and we have gotten to where we are mm-hmm. minister subsequently re- resigned because questions emerged as to why she had so much money in her bank account and all of that so that matter is before the courts the courts are dealing with it mm-hmm. the attorney general has expressed some opinions which opinions form the basis for at least the the, the father of um, one of the accused persons to mm-hmm. be to be you know, struck off the yes, charge sheet not and some other people brought on board. Mm-hmm. So there are seven in all. Exactly. So that's one part. Now, following public uproar and the fact that the OSP received so many petitions online and, mm-hmm. and through text messages and all kinds of platforms, mm-hmm. they jumped into the matter mm. and in the process invited the former minister for questioning. Mm-hmm. Subsequently, they went into the former minister's private home. Mm-hmm. Go and make more checks. Exactly. During which they confiscated some funds belonging to mm-hmm. either the woman, the husband, or the dead mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Now, you remember that when um, I first analyzed this matter, I told you that as part of the processes that they OSP uses to investigate matters like this. Mm-hmm. They ordinarily would administer certain documents mm-hmm. which will ask you to explain where you got the, where money, you from. Got the money from. Mm-hmm. Now, if there are contradictions or there are gaps in or inconsistencies in what you explain to the OSP, mm-hmm. and there are gaps in terms of what you earn from lawful sources and what you have in and your what you have in your property and you cannot explain it mm-hmm. then the process is triggered yeah the ones you cannot explain once you cannot explain it they can properly confiscate it to yeah. the state right yeah. now if they can also have basis to argue that we can trace the resources to corruption or corruption related so that's the second leg uh-huh, then they will also trigger that aspect of yeah. their 
So it's a very layered approach. Exactly. Number one, you must explain where you got it from. Yeah. If you can't explain it, we confiscate it. Mm -hmm. And number two, if we can prove that you got it from wrong means, that's yeah. been worse. Exactly. Good. So corruption and corruption related and then unexplained, you know, sources of, of, of funding. Mm. So the OSP seized the money. Uh, now, what happened? The Cecilia Dapa team argued that there have been problems with how the OSP, you know, engaged the law. Mm. And then also we heard in the media some analysis that some other, you know, persons did to argue that the OSP did not do right by the books. Mm -hmm. And so when the matter went to court, after the OSP had gone to court to ask the, the judge to mm. confirm mm. the confiscation or the freezing of Cecilia Dapa's accounts, and, and the confiscation of the monies retrieved from her home. The judge subsequently ruled that no, the OSP aired. First of all, they did not do any proper investigation, anything. And therefore, the judge was not persuaded to confirm the freezing of the accounts and the confiscation of the funds involved. And the secondly, another key issue mm. that the judge raised was that the seven-day rule which the, the, the act governing what the OSP does says the OST must abide by if you seize the money within seven days you need to apply to the court to confirm mm. the seizure that the OST failed to do that and so, on the basis of unfroze uh -huh, they directed the OST to go on freeze within seven days mm -hmm. otherwise consequences will which free. they did yeah so which they did now as you already know if the police arrest you and take you to court mm -hmm. and the court say oh this man there's nothing wrong with him release him they can rearrest they you. can rearrest you the moment you step out of the court on a different uh-huh so on it could be the same charge yes. it could be on the basis of some evidence that they have found yes. and blah 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 so that's what so they were that, uh -huh, so they, they refroze uh -huh. so they froze so as you speak the account is frozen yeah that's right so they froze so the, the going back to the court now mm -hmm. is to observe the seven day rule yes please and then also provide basis mm -hmm. to cure the earlier defect that Wonderful. the judge used as basis to defreeze yeah. so them. now that you've brought us here let's mm -hmm. wait let's do a break and then you build up from there okay so now we understand why the OSC went to court a second time whilst we are doing this there are two other issues i'm discussing the, the ag is talking about corruption mm -hmm. in new york and then there's a case the original case that the judge says please don't give me pressure mm -hmm. i need to move on this thing the way i have to it's four minutes past eight. Tech and social media trends is next brought to you by Vodafone. I need to tell you this that Vodafone business is thrilled to announce that the highly anticipated Vodafone runway is here again. It's an SME focused forum designed to empower and equip businesses for growth. And the theme is good to great with Vodafone, innovate, comply, and expand. Join us for insightful discussions on crucial SME topics like funding, taxation, and innovation. Our distinguished speakers are Patricia Obunai. Dr. Al Abdallah Ali Nachia and Andrew Aka, as well as Charlotte Amankwa. It's on the 29th of September, 8 a.m. to 12 noon at Mevin Kibala Hotel. Contact 020 0436 or 020 0431 to register. Segment is also brought to you by FBN Bank. Through the Pan-African Payment and Settlement System, the PAPS, you can send and receive money to and from Nigeria, to and from Liberia, and to and from Gambia. Simply have an FBN account to receive money. To send money, simply go to any of our branches. Call 59 FBN Bank, you first. I have reason to believe that uh, <laughs> Google is listening to my conversation. Why? Yeah. You know, this morning I quoted Pokagami speaking to a newspaper mm -hmm. called 
Le Jeune. Jeune Afrique. Charlie, the Google ad that came up in front of me is called Le, Le Jeune, Jeune Intermittent. Yeah. Yeah. Your microphone is on, isn't it? No, this is this is demonic. <laughs> <laughs> this is weak. How do I mention Le Jeune? Then the thing come on. Yeah, that, that's the concern. You know, because you have your microphone. Can I not go to court on this matter? Uh, uh, well, it's, it's a matter that. Okay. Why do you listen to what I'm saying to Nita and give me an advert? Ah, uh, you see, it's it's. Um... No, you have to add that to your trend. <laughs> <laughs> it's not correct. Anyway, I, I disagree with it. Okay, you let's let's get into what's trending. Obviously, <laughs> Cecilia Dapa is trending. Yes. Very, very bad. Dapa <laughs> is trending. Trending. So giddy, 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 giddy. You will get into what I have to say later. Yes. Anyway, uh, other things. So yesterday was the uh, opening night of the new Champions League campaign. Really? Uh, yes. Uh, yes. How come I haven't heard? <laughs> because you are not in there. Me? Oh, oh yeah. Liverpool Champions League start. Me, I don't know. Sir. Are you aware? <laughs> I am aware. So. So, Never so that from that, uh, Osman Bukhari is trending. He scored the first goal in Red Star Belgrade's 3 1 loss to Manchester City last night. So, he's trending. Um, he's a guy who scored against Portugal and did, and did the celebration. Charlie, how do you score against Ronaldo and do his celebration? <laughs> so, even when you were blown down, yeah. So, Osman, instead of running to kick, kick off, you mm-hmm. go do two, yeah. Not correct. Osman Bukhari is trending. Nam one is trending. Um, Eric Ten Hag is trending. Stone Boy, Shatter, across Sports Stadium are trending and they are all related. Now, here's why. Yesterday or a few days ago, Shatawale announced that in December he would be having a concert with um, Medical. All right. Now, on they have a five-day concert. So, from December 20 to 25. Freedom. Mm-hmm. It's called the Freedom, Freedom. Wave Shata. Festival. Shatter. <laughs> then yesterday... Shatter. Shatter. <laughs> yesterday, um, one guard... Yeah, is one it guard, what? So he also announced that he was having the fifth dimension homecoming concert on wow. December twenty second. Same day. At the same venue. Oh, you yeah. stop it. So now it's it, so so Shatawale went went absolutely irate on social saying all kinds of you know nasty things at at Stone Boy and all of those things. So that's what's generating they the should trend. do a unity concert. So that's how come across Sports Stadium, Stone Boy and Shatter are all in the trends and you can imagine the conversations are flying all over the place um on mm. on social so that's what spe- th- that those are the things people are talking about mm. to some tech news and um facebook's owner uh, meta has hit back at a government campaign now this is a, um, mm. a uk government campaign i believe um strongly critical of its plans to encrypt messages now protecting messages with end-to-end encryption would mean that they could only be read by sender and recipient Home Secretary Suela Braverman said encryption could not come at the cost of children's safety amid fears that it could be used to conceal child abuse. But the thing that I'm telling you is, they are listening to my conversation. <laughs> I just mentioned Lejeune. They went to put Lejeune in front yeah. of me. So yeah. that's the thing. Your now, microphone is on. Yeah. Meta is arguing that encryption can protects I sue them? users. Me, I need money. So me, I'm desperate for money now. So can I sue them for invading my for family? listening to well, you? If you need legal advice, you yeah. know where to go. Yeah, because how can I mention Legion Africa uh, and then you come and give me Legion? Legion <laughs> <laughs>
Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. minutes past eight. Back on the Sisilada Pam matter before that, Verna purified water not only guarantees you of the pleasure of satisfying your thirst, but also assures you of water that's purified using series of filtration, reverse osmosis, UV sterilization, and ozonation to meet your standard quality water body needs. With over 100k bottles consumed every day, Verna purified water has gained acceptance as Ghana's number one water brand. We also have some great projects, including the Verna Changing Lives initiatives from our orphanage to drilling of boreholes, surgery for uh, people, and payment of fees for brilliant but needy students. Verna Purified Water is recommended by the Ghana Medical Association. Verna Purified Water changing people's lives. This advert is FDA approved. Sukasa's seasonal affordable housing offer includes a three-bedroom unit with an outhouse and a four-bedroom unit with an outhouse at East Legon Hills and Ayi Mensa. Sukasa's offices are at East Legon on the Lagos Avenue and you can call them on 030-296-0865 or send a WhatsApp message on 0553-697-886 or send them an email info at sukasa.com.gh. Sukasa Building on Trust. Now, fellow Ghanaians, the Black Star Vibes um, Festival is here. If mm. you love watching your movies from inside your car and you enjoy the sound from the speakers, or you love watching short films on Afro Shorts, Black Star Vibes has all the vibes. Park and watch Black Star Vibes, a celebration of cinema brought to you by Hypeflix Driving in partnership with the Ghana Cinema Week, the Black Star International Film Festival, and Afro Cinema Plus. It's happening. On Friday, September 22 and Saturday, September 23 at the Black Star Square. Grab your tickets at hypeflixdriving.com or get them on uh, that to get them online or dial star 711 star 11 star 27 hash 
now and uh, the event is powered by Hyflix driving with support from the National Film Authority, the Namibia Tourism Board, the High Commission of Namibia, Unilever, Access Bank, Toyota Ghana, South African Airways, Abanga Foods, Pinkberry, Afro Spirits, Gogo Wash, Ministry of Tourism, Arts and Culture, the Ghana Tourism Authority and the Year of Return. Black Star Vibes could be vibes so don't miss it. We are hearing of traffic on the uh, main Accra in Sawam Road. This is close to Taifa. Uh, a couple of listeners sending me videos of having to <clears throat> return. Um, I think this person was, I don't know if they was going to, but basically on one of the routes and that they got to a point that had been blocked by some irate people who were basically hitting their cars and basically a truck had been stopped and the tires deflated. So he has had to turn to face oncoming traffic and quite a number of vehicles he, fought, he videoed also making that turn. Um, I'm not very sure what is happening, but we'll give you updates. But we've got a number of comments suggesting this. So, for example, somebody just texted and said, Ben, a serious traffic on the... I don't know why you mean Moose. I don't know what what, what name, but Fise. I think he wanted to say. Ah, okay, Moose, Moose. Where they, where they they sell wood there? So the serious traffic at Moose due mm. to demonstration at the Taifa overpass, static traffic on both Accra in Sawam and in Sawam Accra bound routes. This is confirmed by a couple more people. Some of who have even sent videos of themselves turning and driving against traffic because of the challenge they face. At the, that side. I'm not really sure what's happening. We are sending a team there to see what they can confirm for us. But uh, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that story. Um, in, the, in the meantime, let's come back to the point we're making. So you're saying that the, the addition to what I read on the Sizadapa issue uh -huh. was the latest filing was to seek to correct the error that led to the freezing being defrozen. Mm -hmm. Which is where these filings led to all these two, so yeah. there are two main things here. Mm -hmm. The issue of monies in her residence that do not seem to have any legitimate source. According to the OSP. According to the OSP. Or so they suspect. Yes. And then the strange movements in a bank account that belong to her, but money coming from the account of a deceased brother mm -hmm. without the official letter of administration because you know when somebody dies mm -hmm. you cannot touch their account until there is a specific legal process triggered okay so they're basically saying that that in addition to the fact that the money in the house was way above her regular income as a minister mm -hmm. and then they also made reference to a real estate business which they are not very sure of its full scope so that's my understanding of what's going on. Now, th my main question to you is, is it problematic to have the OSP investigate Sisadapa when she had gone to court to report that her money had been stolen? No, it's not. It's not problematic. It's something that the police officers commonly refer to as complainant and accused. Right? You can go to the police and report that someone came to steal your property mm -hmm. now the police would then be initiate investigations to try and determine who actually stole so mm -hmm. if it's for instance your houseboy mm -hmm. and they arrest your houseboy if it turns out that this property that you are seeking to recover 
was actually even taken unlawfully or stolen from some other person, then you yourself, you become the subject of another investigation and possible prosecution. Mm. You understand? So the concept of con complainant tender accused is there. It's, it's not strange. It's not strange. Um, what is the problem for Cecilia Dapa? Let, 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 let me just do two quick things. Mm. If you look at the provision of um, Article 78 of the Constitution, it prohibits ministers from doing business Setting, yeah, okay. or holding any other public, what do you call it, office of profit. So let me read the language of the Constitution. Mm -hmm. It says the Minister of State shall not hold any other office of mm -hmm. profit or emolument, whether private or public, and whether directly or indirectly, indirectly, mm -hmm. right, unless otherwise permitted by the Speaker, acting on the recommendations of a committee of Parliament mm -hmm. on the ground, A, that holding that office will not prejudice the work of a minister, and B, that no conflict of interest arises or would arise as a result of the minister holding Mm. that office. So that is yeah. Article 78, Clause 3 mm. of the Constitution. Mm. So <clears throat> on the matter of a private business, we are told, we are told that she's involved in a uh, real estate business, mm. allegedly. Now, if that was not disclosed mm. or her interest in that was not disclosed, mm. then there's potentially a problem there. Okay. And if there is that interest as alleged, Mm. Was there a permit of some kind from the speaker for it to be done? Or was this simply being used as an alter ego, mm. using an alias to carry on that business, which will come is, is under indirectly? Is she an MP? I thought she was a minister, not an MP. Yeah, I read the constitution. So you are saying that it's for both ministers and MPs? Okay. Yeah, no, that, the provision on MPs is different. Okay, yeah, yeah, But it's the same thing. I, no, I was uh, surprised because you mentioned speaker. Uh, yeah, but it's it's right. it's article 70 so you need to seek leave from the speaker? Yeah. I get Article it. 78 expressly deals with ministers. Mm. And then also, there, there is also a suggestion that she has some other uh, business. Um, there was some other business that was, that was mentioned that she has an interest in. Yeah. If it is the case that she has those interests mm. and the OSP can confirm that these things were, that, were done without lawful authority, mm -hmm. then there's a problem there. And if it is also the case that, well, she doesn't have a name on these things, except that someone else was used as a friend, and that link can be drawn, then there will be an issue of, you know, possible corruption charges that we'll be, we'll be talking about. Mm -hmm. Now, Bernard, you raised the issue of why a bank account will still be sending money to the minister's bank account when the owner of that bank account is said to have died. Mm -hmm. um, ordinarily, right, if a person dies, the account that the person operated until his or her death, mm -hmm. upon receiving notice from the deceased person's family, the account will be put on ice, mm -hmm. pending the production of a letters of administration, mm -hmm. le with letter of, of letters of administration or probate. Mm -hmm. Now, there's a distinction. Mm. If you're dealing with probate, there must be a will. Mm. Which will says that we are appointing A, B, C, D person as the executor, and then he mm. will collect, you know, all our assets and liabilities and determine how it's shared according to the will, right? And deal with whatever. 
if there's no will, then you are talking about letters of administration, in which case you have to go to court and get the proper processes mm. uh, triggered. Mm. Now, we do not know, on the basis of what the AG has, uh, what not the OSP has put out there, we do not know whether following the alleged death, because me, I've not seen the man, <laughs> that's what I'm, I'm saying, following the alleged death of the brother, mm. the family went to notify the Prudential Bank manager that, oh, our son is dead. This is the certificate of death. Mm -hmm. And these are related documents, letters of administration or probate. We do not know that. Mm. The OST is simply alleging that funds have been moving from that bank account into the account of the former minister. Now, there are two issues. Yeah, and they also say that mm. without the necessary... So you, there's, don't forget they are investigating. Mm -hmm. So it means that they have not cited the letters of administration mm. or the probate, as yeah. you mentioned. So they, 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 are, they are proceeding on the basis that they haven't seen these two things. Okay, so, so that settles one. The mm. other side is, it is possible for the bank not to have been put on notice. Because the yeah. bank is not out there to look for who is dying or who is not yeah. dying or which customer is dead or which customer so, is not. So you are saying that the bank may be shielded. Yeah, the obligation is on the family to produce evidence that, oh, on so-so and so-and-so date, okay. the person died. And we are following up with either letters of administration okay. or probate. No problem. Now, no, no, I just want to make a, a, a quick point on that. So if, for instance, if, for instance, and people should not misconstrue this as holding brief for the minister or anything. If, for instance, there is a, a, a what do you call it, a standing order. You know what standing yeah. order is? A standing instruction to the bank that every month or every quarter mm. send 10,000 Ghana CDs to mm. Godfrey Akoto. Yeah. And the person who issued that order did not subsequently terminate the order. Or the bank is not informed mm. that, oh, the person who issued the the order is no longer alive. They'll keep and doing it. Uh, they will keep doing it. I get it. So, so there are many possibilities. Yeah, so let's look at that aspect of the... Well, test. but don't forget that Carefully. they are saying that analysis of the statements in the account mm. show what they call highly suspicious transactions. So they are saying they are suspecting. And don't forget that all of this is the basis for the freezing while they do further investigations. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, so I'm not saying anybody has anything wrong. Mm. If somebody is investigating something, they can see something which is irregular and mm. say that because of that, they will investigate further. And the, invest the further investigations may prove all you are saying, which will show that there was no problem. Yeah. But don't forget my first question to you, which is still the main, the main mm. question is, can you have these two matters running concurrently and they not interfere in each other? Because don't forget, only both, in fact, yesterday was a very interesting day. Yesterday was September 19. Mm -hmm. yes. Was when the matter of the original seven people accused of stealing Sinatra Plus money mm -hmm. was heard. Mm -hmm. yes. Where the judge, where the defendants were saying that the thing is delaying too much mm -hmm. and the public is interested. And the judge said, please, don't come and give me public pressure. Let me yeah, do my I work. Do my thing. Meanwhile, the prosecution too is sort of like, it's like they are slowing according to the defense. Mm -hmm. Then on the same day, OSP is also in court. Mm -hmm. Okay, so my point is, are you not going to is 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 how are you going to okay so how are you going to give justice to somebody whose money has been stolen mm -hmm. who at the same time is being accused of having money that she couldn't account for yeah see so that's why it's, it's, and it's to, and, and 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 it seems as if the osp mm. will need to use a court i'm not sure if the osp because osp is a prosecutor mm -hmm. so they investigate and then they go to court mm -hmm. right so you have the state as attorney general going to court to prosecute people for stealing his other person's money. Mm -hmm. Then you have the state 
through the OSP investing is for having money that they are not sure where she even got it from. Mm-hmm. Can the same state do those two things and not conflict itself? Yeah, there's no inconsistency. That's why I told you that there's a concept known as complainant and accused. If you go and complain about something, the complaint that you have lodged, if the police have cause to believe that Kwame allegedly stole, stole this amount from, uh, what do you call it, say you for instance, right? I'm not talking about Kwame. I'm just making it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They would arrest Kwame and investigate and prosecute. Now, the at the same time, so, investigating so, me for where I got the money no, from. So, so, so in the course of the investigation, if it emerges that this money that you say Kwame stole, yeah, you got it from a dubious source. So maybe you stole it or you got it dishonestly from somewhere, or someone went. Yeah, to but should that not go? Should that not trigger a, an estoppel of the original matter? No, 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 no. Why they, they check? So you can be, you can be because here two yeah. separate crimes have allegedly been committed. The first, but one, if somebody steals stolen money, is it a crime? Yeah, it's, it's a crime. Stealing is stealing. So it doesn't matter. So it doesn't matter what you steal. Yeah, that's right. You have stolen. Have you stolen? Yes. You have taken property. It belongs to somebody with the intention. Blah 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 blah. So that's legal, mm-hmm. and I can't give it to you on legal. But practically speaking, Sky, are you telling me that the same state mm-hmm. of uh, auditor general, sorry, attorney general's department prosecuting citizens for stealing from a minister? And Article eighty-eight. Yes. Then OSP investigating minister for. Her stolen money that you don't know where she got it from. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> because because if you stretch the, the complainant ten accused thing I was telling you about, the money was allegedly stolen. That's a fact mm-hmm. that has been put before the, the court. court. So the court For can to they, 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 they can do it on their own merit. Exactly. of where the money came from. Exactly. So even if the money was not stolen or stolen, it doesn't matter to what the or people are accused of. Yes. So that's beautiful. Uh-huh. The other side. Mm-hmm. Is now to deal with this money that we are talking about. Where did they come from? Now, questions have been asked of the minister. She, according to the OSP, answered those questions. Now, in the answers provided, you will see, from what the OSP is saying, mm-hmm. that there are yawning inconsistencies between what she earns, the sources of those funds, and what was found in her home. Mm-hmm. And to the extent that there are inconsistencies mm-hmm. and to the extent that there are those that have not been explained to the you know to 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 to, to a reasonable degree for the the, the ost mm-hmm. they want to investigate how come you came by those monies and why those consistent inconsistencies <laughs> and yeah. therefore you being a minister since you could not have afforded this property, since you could not have done A, B, C, D, we are launching into it, investigating. And if we believe, which they seem to have mm. uh, actually told us, mm. they believe that something is wrong and therefore they are investigating wow. and subsequently prosecuting if they so wish. For now, the minister or the ex-minister is not being prosecuted. Mm-hmm. They are just investigating. Yeah, the law says that when there is reasonable suspicion, mm-hmm. like the, the OSP says that, oh, yes, on the basis of everything that we have investigated that far, hmm. the fact that there is a criminal prosecution ongoing of these people, we have reasonable cause to believe that the minister engaged in possible wrongdoing. <laughs> and therefore, wow. court, you freeze the money. We will now go and investigate proper. 
and satisfy ourselves that mm. oh nothing was done wrong or right. something was done wrong right. and if we have enough basis to proceed to court and secure conviction mm. then we'll bring charges proper and prosecute the minister wow this is very 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 interesting so on a legal side you don't see a problem practically as well you don't see a problem no. um i'm not going to stretch it just the final point though on the judge in the original case and the apparent exasperation because i won't call it exasperation it's almost like the retort based on the court report that look the defendant lawyers were saying you guys this is getting delayed so let's move it on mm -hmm. and then she's like no you can't force me i'm not going to let public pressure influence how i do this case which in principle is right but do you sense pressure on the court because the way the public has framed this the way the media has framed this thing mm. is like the bigger case is where she got the money from mm. that's in the public's mind mm. so it's almost like these people who stole the money is a smaller issue mm. at least the way the media covers it so when you see the judge say that she's not going to allow that to influence her that's in principle very great but do you not think that there's pressure on her and people will be looking and scrutinizing this judgment whatever happens because they'll be thinking that well you understand because it's, it's like yeah you are going to do what you want to do but now almost everything you say in court is being reported in the media yeah and that's it's, it's a different kind of pressure yeah you see so there are two things here first of all judges are members of society mm. they listen to radio they watch television they are human beings Mm. so they have a certain feel of what is happening in society mm -hmm. and to a large extent even when they are looking at the text and the principles that we can distill from the law they are somewhat affected by public commentary or public trial not as in trial in the courts but what people say about the matter but you see the, the the obligation imposed upon them is not to listen to what the public is saying mm. Although every now and then they factor what they hear into how they approach matters, you understand, <laughs> which then taints the process. That's why when jury trial is being done, they sequester them, yeah, that's put right. them they, somewhere exactly so that they are not tainted by mm -hmm. what people are posting on social media or what yeah. they are saying on the radio station because they are human beings. Wow. So, if the generality of the people for some reason feel that ah, mm. this person should be convicted. And you don't look at the text of the law, the principles properly. You go and convict the person when, in fact, ideally, the principles don't allow you to convict. Now, let me let me let me let me let me make a quick comment. Mm. You know, the prosecution that is currently going on regarding the the theft matter. Mm. Yes, um, it is the case that the judge has a power to decide for how long she wants to deal with the matter. There's something known as case management conference. Mm. When a case is being decided by the court, these are the preliminary issues. When the processes have been satisfied, papers, you know, handed over to all the parties and all of that. They call a conference, the parties come, and they decide, oh, we want to do this case within this number of days or this number of months, blah, blah, blah. These are the things you do going forward. At that meeting, it is possible for the judge to agree with the parties that look, I want to deal with this matter within six months mm. or within three months, right? Mm. Without sacrificing the rights of all the parties involved. Mm. Mm. So if a matter like this, yes, it's of heightened public interest, what stops the judge from saying that, look, I want to dispose of this matter within the next three months? Mm. 
so that can move on and deal with some other other matters mm. the idea that we drag our feet on matters sometimes it takes years it does not serve the interest of justice mm. for instance let me take you to the civil realm the levels matter yeah we got w- that when he was taken to court if he had been dealt with the dispatch yeah that's that right. injury would have been done. exactly people's rights were being yeah. affected so properly speaking the Supreme Court could have said that, no, given the importance of this particular matter, this the message we want to send, the rights that are being affected, let's deal with this matter with dispatch. Unfortunately, they did not do that. So by the time they give a judgment... It became nuggetary, like it became moot. Yeah. But, but, but it set a certain principle. Mm. It set a certain precedent that right. you cannot do this as president. Mm. I believe that this is where perhaps the... Chief Justice would have to intervene with the practice direction mm-hmm. and say that on the basis of A, B, C, D, certain matters must be dealt with with this person. Yeah, let us not follow the queue. Mm. They have to jump the queue mm-hmm. because of, of their the importance. Uh, their, their importance. Wonderful. 97.3 CFM 841, so much happening at the same time. And uh, Fred, I need more information on this um, road issue. So we are told that there are people who are driving towards in Sawam and coming mm-hmm. to Accra, yeah. and there's been some. Attack, attack. My it understanding, daylight. Yeah, okay, let me explain. It's not no, so like basically the gentleman who sent the message said, Ben, the road has been blocked by some chaotic guys. They are destroying cars. We are all turning to face oncoming cars on the one way. Mm. I see the police there, but they are helpless. Mm. Ah. And this is towards the old Malcolm to Amasaman, that St. John's side towards John Tay. Then he says. I'm not sure it's a demonstration. It's either I can't knock someone down or something, but I didn't wait to see. They are virtually attacking cars violently, so I turned and I'm on my way back. Okay. So that's what he sent to me. So here's a friend of mine, um, Michael. He's a lawyer. He's on that road. Yeah. So he's telling me uh-huh. that the landlady is evicting the wood sellers. So the wood, the, the oh. moose people. They sell wood. There. You buy your wood from there. They process it's it. It's a wood market. Uh-huh. You know, by the roadside, when you're going to... So the owner of the land is evicting them and it's causing... It's leading to... Uh-huh. And then, according to this report, she's reportedly using uh, police assistance. Okay. Now, the wood sellers claim mm-hmm. they have been paying rent to her uh-huh. and do not have an alternative place to go and do their business in the interim. <laughs> and that is what's provoking the anger. The anger so, to destroy people's it, cars. Yeah, that's terrible because if you look at what the thing the guy sent, it's very serious. Mm-hmm. Well, we urge the police and the people in charge to go there because they said the speed that he turned in Formula One said speed. You know, he did a three pointer, you know, a three pointer. Yeah, can you do that? We should do car races too. Just quickly, (laughs) yes, yes, yes. Um, on on the Sicilian Palm matter, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we, we might need to ask better questions of this whole asset declaration business Mm. for state officials when the OSP is done. Mm, mm, it's just a question. Mm, it's mm, something we might need to get back to. Mm, mm, as to mm. the rigor <laughs> yeah, that is attached yeah, to it. Yeah. So much happening. Don't forget, later in the morning, I have an interview uh, with the Israeli ambassador at 9.30. We'll be talking about some important discussions with neighboring countries in that region. I know you want to do something. I'll do it before you go. Not no, now. No, 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 don't worry. Because there's, there's a big issue in there's Rwanda. A big debate. Yes, where <laughs> Paul Kagame has decided that he will go for another term. Yes. And uh, I think the term is six years. Or is oh, it okay. seven? Because he was voted worry, we'll in the last election in 2017. Yes. And uh, 
election is in 2024. So if 2024 is how many years? Seven years. So it's a seven-year term. And he's done, um, I think he's done 23 years. I think it's been an eight-year term. I, I need to confirm. But he's basically saying he's going to go again, which will be another seven or eight years. So by, by, by the time he finishes, he would have done 30 years of uh, governing. And I'm bringing this because, of course, we are talking about Everybody from here says Rwanda has some nice place. The road is clean. People say oh, when they go to Rwanda, there's no traffic. There's no rubbish on the road. The country is well-governed and things. And, well, is it okay for a president, even if he's doing well in Rwanda? And the constitution allows this, all right? So in 20, they changed the constitution to allow for him to go extra term. Which is the Rwandan constitution. Yes, the let's, Rwandan constitution. Uh, let's state that clear. Before somebody somewhere will oh. go and say that we we said the Ghanaian constitution is oh. something, something. Anyway, you let's continue. <laughs> I know what I'm saying. Let's let's proceed. Bernard, yeah, no. I'm not joking. Have you been watching no. Tajuddin's program? No. I, I said that. I, I, Ghana I, people, I, they are no, capable no, of doing I'm, anything. I'm talking about Rwanda. Yes, and I'm saying that you state it. No, I said no, I said the man changed the constitution. <laughs> so how would somebody interpret that it, to mean Ghana? Yo, <laughs> let's proceed. I can't this do my. This I can't. Is, I, fear, I fear Ghanaians. No, but I can't proceed on the basis of. No, we are not. I'm only saying that. I'm even afraid. I'm talking. No, and please, please proceed. I beg you. Please Me proceed. You. <laughs> please proceed. <laughs> because the way you're warning me, like, no, you, I'm just saying. Uh, you have received some calls there. No, today, today we will change. go into a definition of democracy. Yeah, right? because I'm just, I'm, for me, for yes, me, for, for mm. me, I think that every country needs to decide what they want. Okay. But we sitting in Ghana, it's very easy to point to countries and say, oh, they are doing well and they have nice and things. But now that the man wants to go another six or seven years, at which point does that become a problem to who to us because we are all africans and we have to be concerned about what happens on the continent so whether it's yes it's rwanda it's true but we have to be concerned because instability somewhere is instability everywhere according to martin luther king injustice anywhere is injustice everywhere true. so once you start seeing this type of and don't forget a lot of the guys who have been in power the top people who've been in office to the paul bia uh, M7, they they've all they all started well. Mm. They didn't start like they, not not all of them started well. Some of them from day one they were thieves. <laughs> well, fine, but the point. <laughs> no, the, but I want to know just one who started well. Oh, I mean, if, if, for example, well. if you look at the conditions under which Museveni came, yes, the kind of Uganda he took over, he was a rebel leader fighting the bush against a very bad government, right? So you can say that initially Museveni's Government was welcome. It's not just that if if Johnson, so but, but welcome is not the same as starting no, well. You see, I'm, what I'm saying is that Museveni is no Kagame, but when Museveni became president, I'm not sure anybody would have said that this was a bad thing at the time he became leader. That's what I'm saying. Mm. Looking at the, the people he took over from, I mean, you had Milton Obote, you had Idi Amin, and all these guys coming before Museveni came. Johnson, so now he's been in power for almost thirty something years. Which now is a problem. So my point is that Kagame, all of us are saying he stabilized the country. The country is being governed well. But is there not a possibility of a reversibility? Because if you stay in power for 30 years, obviously you become slower. So the question then will become, does democracy mean the capacity to do things? Or does it mean majority rule? We will come back. Yeah, I'm not even talking but about the man is not mentioning democracy. Yeah, in I'm not talking about democracy. No, no, in this estimation, no, in this estimation, what they practice is democracy. Interview, so the, the conversation will become. He won 98.8 percent of the vote. A democracy then. 
which is the conversation no, but, no, actually no that's a, you see i am thinking that the discussion should be about democracy the discussion should be about governance governance and what what works, what works, works. for people yes okay because as i say the chinese say they are practicing democracy yes in their estimation number two egypt had a military had a ruler mubarak for many years yes when they opened up the and people went to vote Mohammed Morsi won the election mm-hmm. clean well we don't know he won the election subsequently the soldiers came and took over the country and if and i didn't see western condemnation of you know what's why. happening in egypt you know why i'm coming home so the standard is oh democracy is good people must choose well the people they didn't like mubarak they chose Mohammed morsi as i speak to you morsi has been he's dead he died in prison and now there's a military ruler now egypt is not i don't know egypt is moving on but should the way the, way the countries work in africa all right should, should we be concerned about kagame's decision to go for four more years yes or oh, seven more years yes, yes and no are you worried about kagame's Yes, I Are you worried? Um, I am. I am concerned, um, but I must admit that I haven't been able to gauge the mm. the situation on the ground mm-hmm. in, in that country. Mm. But from looking from as an outsider, mm. it looks like they have been outstanding in many ways. Mm. And so, in mm. terms of leadership, he's mm. been he's been a, a near excellent leader. Mm. But you know the the tenure of leadership must if you like replay itself mm-hmm. upon your exit mm-hmm. now if he leaves today the only reason the man is saying i want to extend my tenure mm. is that he's not sure whether his impact will outlive him and it's done the problem because he's had 23 years to deal with a very bad situation. Yeah, but that you see, which the, is a long the, the the fault lines, the fault lines mm-hmm. that can divide, are not necessarily developmental issues. Yeah, most a lot ability. of them are ethnic mm-hmm. issues. So, you, so yeah, I get you. So, uh-huh. but in, in the twenty-three years, is it not enough to to you to can heal never use things? democracy to solve ethnicity no, no, problems? I haven't, I haven't mentioned democracy, <laughs> Papa. Don't go democracy. I'm saying yeah. that you've mm-hmm. had twenty-three years. You've taken over from a very bad situation. Two million people were killed in a genocide. In the 23 years you've been in office, you are doing a lot of things. You are bringing development. You are also stabilizing the country. You are uniting the people. My point is, nobody will live forever. Yeah. And nobody will be at the top of his game forever. So, so looking at it from outside, it, it's easy for me to say, but couldn't there have been a way of succession? I'm not even talking about voting. Well, Su- that should have been. A, a succession where you can say that, like, you know, Lee Kuan Yew, was succeeded by somebody yeah. who is continuing the project during that's, phase that's, two. That's, 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 that's so I am not case. even talking about voting or something for opposition or whatever. I'm just saying that in Rwanda's case, you've stabilized the country for 23 years and put them on the development path. Yeah. But now you are growing older and we can't see any figure emerging to take over the baton from you. It's but a that's problem. a failure. Yeah, that that it's, is it's a, a failure. But let's get back to the Lee Kuan Yew issue. Mm-hmm. Mind you, Lee Kuan Yew is dealing with a country that has mm-hmm. thousands of years of civilization uh, behind them. Which country are you talking about? Ah, Lee Kuan Yew, Singapore. country, of course. They are, they are made up of Malays, uh, uh, Chinese people, all these people who, what I'm saying is that traditionally, I'm not talking about independence, traditionally 
are civilized. No, you know, it was you three. Understand? It was three groups that he melded yeah, together. That's what the, I'm the, yeah, the, the the Chinese group, the Malays, and then the Indians into and one country. They yeah. are not, you know, your primitive people, mm. and they 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 are not protracted by ethnic divisions. The, the thing that keeps bothering us as as Africans mm. is the issue of the fault lines on on the grounds of ethnicity. I actually want to push back on that because when Lee Kuan Yew took over Malaysia, the one of the main problems was the ethnic. Yes, ethnic it was the advantage that some people no, it was, had. It, there was there was a major ethnic fault line between the three groups because of commercial, uh, 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 if you like, financial power that was one group. Yes, but, but, I'm, but I'm saying that you see the the. It's actually a very similar example. Is a some, Malaysia, yes, Singapore is very similar in a sense. They didn't have a war, they didn't have a genocide, but there was three groups that were difficult to work together. Because you know, yes, you, you are right. So he had to because, bring them because to, yeah. one group were favorably disposed to the white man, so they had an advantage. Yeah, you, you get me. But I'm just saying that this one, what you said about succession mm-hmm. should have been his far-sighted vision mm-hmm. that I am 20 years on this seat. Mm-hmm. By this time, somebody mm-hmm. else should be coming up who will take over from yeah. me. It's, it, it's, it, yeah. That one is non-negotiable. But for the man to say that I want to extend my tenure is an admission that he <laughs> he's suspicious yeah. of his own legacy and... It's a country that can implode any day. You know the funny thing? Prior to this, he has said that he was going to bow out after this year. Mm-hmm. So it seems as if maybe the conversation has been had and they are not sure what will happen when he's not there. Which goes back to the point of a leader's job in building resp- uh, building institutions versus being a strong man. As we criti- we say he's a benevolent dictator. When he talks, we like what he says about Africa. He has a, his mind on the right things. The country is well organized, is clean, but to build a country where only you have to rule it when you are not there, we don't know what's going to happen. It's a challenge. Oh, major failure. And the, the, he hasn't been able to put in place institutions that will outlive his presidency. Well, maybe he has, just maybe, but we 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 don't know. But if he has, he would have trusted it. If he, if he it, has, put, if he has also, put in place, it's, all, it's, uh, it's also unlikely that the country will work at this rate mm. if the country didn't have strong institutions. It can't just be about the personality of the president. But the way to test that is when he's not there. That's 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 See. without without so a doubt. What truth can coexist? So your point is true that the way we see I mean I'll give you an example. We did a trip to Rwanda. This was twenty thirteen ish. How did it happen? I interviewed the equivalent of their GIPC here in Ghana. And the gentleman was talking about the business opportunities mm-hmm. and things. So I brought him to city and then my boss spoke to him. We had a discussion. He facilitated a trip for about 25 business people from Accra to Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Now, the professionalism within which that trip was organized and the access they gave us to all their agencies and the, the, the way they conducted and so tells you that this country's institutions work. So I agree with you on that point. But you are also looking at it on the point of a man versus an institution. I'm yeah. using the Obama 2009 yeah. point. A man who's really pushing excellence and then when he's not there, can that thing happen without his influence? Which now we are not sure. 
you know, it will not happen by default unless hmm. you prepare somebody to take over let or me take, you prepare a system that will generate that uh, continued leadership. Let me take two points on this because these two gentlemen oh, are not in agreement. No, two people. So my my sense is that Sky is not happy that the man <laughs> has said he will go for, for six or seven more. You feel the man has done enough? He should hand over. They should organize elections and let somebody else run. Goffred is saying, look, every country is different. So what works for country A is not... And in fact, he says that the channel he studied, you know, when they say they are doing democracy, you know what you think? Their democracy puts bread on their table. Their democracy allows people to hold local government accountable, even though they don't do every four years MPP NDC. They still have a democracy. That, that's what he's... That's how he went to learn in China. He said, that's democracy. You <laughs> say democracy, you have to have choice open elections, freedom of speech, accountability, and all those beautiful things. So you are not happy with the man. <laughs> so let me give you a few minutes to argue your point. Me, I'm in the middle of this man. We, we are not sure. <laughs> 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 but let me, why, why are you disappointed in, uh, in, in, in Kagami? Uh, okay, so first of all, he's done some fine job in Rwanda. Mm-hmm. Um, when you speak to people from Rwanda, they will tell you that he's transformed that country mm-hmm. uh, to a large extent. But the fact too is that the suppression of, you know, dissent, mm. citizens are not necessarily free in that country. Mm. And there are reports that he even targets dissent yeah. from outside. So that if you are a citizen of Rwanda, and you are known for targeting his government, criticizing yeah. him, he can send people after you. Yeah. A number of reports have been produced to yeah. that effect. Yeah. But so, white people's report or whose report? The white people, no, if somebody no, no, insults wait, 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 wait. the president, uh, they say dissent. No, 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 hold on. Let me let him finish. <laughs> stay, stay on track. <laughs> stay, stay, if stay, you stay. are now if you insult Onukpa, they will slap you. Guys, guys, stay on track. Continue. <laughs> you understand? So, there are issues of abuse yeah. of human rights. Mm. And, and these are serious issues that mm. we consider when we are evaluating a mm. democracy, mm. whether it's properly functioning. Yeah. Now, he's made his impact. Yeah. As you have said, if he was that good a leader, or he is that good a leader, by now, it should have been possible for somebody else to emerge and properly take over. He's not the only person who can run Rwanda. He can fall down today, and the next thing we know that he joins the majority. Mm-hmm. Right? Leaders have you know, passed on to the majority in the past. As Nathan yeah. says, co- clarify because people are very literally in Ghana. So it's going to be the ancestors. Wow. Yeah, no, no, no. Because Nathan is right now. It's small bit. So no, no, in majority is empty. He's going to be with the ancestors. Oh, uh-huh. That's what he's trying to say. You understand? So if you look at it from that viewpoint, uh-huh. you can say that no, he is not the be all for and, and all, and all for, for, for the people of Rwanda or for the peace in that region. Now, beyond that... Oh, you are standing to the region. Yeah, because the argument will be made that, oh, he's central in terms of holding the region together. You talk about DRC. Uganda, DRC, you know, Burundi, Chaka. So, he's key. Mm. But we also know that the friction that he has with neighboring countries also creates its own problems. But mm. let me take you to a more germane matter. Mm. Pokagami is one of the key people behind this whole Africa Union. Yeah. agenda in this current form. Yeah. In fact, the formation of the AFTA, yeah. he played a central role yeah. in getting it off the ground. Mm. Now, if you go to the AU's charter mm-hmm. on democracy, mm-hmm. 
which was um, adopted sometime in 2007, if my memory serves me correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Let me just check that. So, yeah. So that one, it was uh, adopted in 2007, yes, and entered into force in 2012. Mm-hmm. Now, if you go to Article 23 mm-hmm. of that particular <coughs> charter, mm. Clause 5 of Article 23, mm-hmm. Article 23 actually deals with what? Um, sanctions in cases of unconstitutional changes in government. Now, if you go to Clause 5, yeah. it says state parties agree mm-hmm. that the use of interlia the following illegal means of assessing or maintaining power constitute an unconstitutional change mm-hmm. of government mm-hmm. and shall draw appropriate sanctions by the union. And then Clause 5 says, any amendment mm-hmm. or revision of the constitution or legal instruments which is an infringement on the principles of democratic change of government. Now, what did the Rwandan constitution say prior to 2015. 2015. Two it term, says that two, two terms, term. yeah, seven-year terms. But they did a referendum. Hold on, we'll go to that. And the we'll, referendum? We'll go to that. You see, you see, I told you here yeah. that certainty of the law yeah. is a cardinal principle of the theory of rule of law in practice. And certainty of law includes so, how, how you can change it. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You see, you can always use all kinds of things to change the law. Today, 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 yeah. today. What will happen in Ghana if, knock on wood, the president sleeps, mm. dreams that, look, he's the only person capable of solving the problems of Ghana, mm-hmm. puts together a bill, which bill is sent to parliament. The processes say that, send it to parliament. It, after all the gazetting and all the related matters, referendum is held after following the advice of the Council of State and blah, blah, blah. And then he goes back to parliament. The people of Ghana vote that, yes, we want the constitution changed. Mm-hmm. So parliament decides that, okay, we are voting for it or we are not voting for it. What will happen? I am saying that certainty yeah, of... Let me answer the question. Okay. The reason why you are asking is because you know that Ghanaians will not accept it. Why? No, I don't know that. That's why you're asking me what will happen. No, I don't know that. Because the... the, 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 the and not, you don't even know how Ghanaians will vote anyway. That is the point I'm making. So, no, I'm coming. You don't even know whether they will vote to endorse that constitutional change by referendum. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. So I am saying that the, the 2015 referendum they did, mm-hmm. we need to ask whether it was a proper referendum. Okay, so you see, that is where you go to what happens during elections in Rwanda. Now, Rwanda doesn't have a competent, properly so-called opposition. Mm-hmm. The elements that form the pillar of the opposition have been annihilated to a large extent. So what you have there in Rwanda, masquerading as opposition, are practically, you know, praise singers. And, uh, ac- who they, punch small and like, come back. That's right. And come and chop small, allegedly. That's what the, the report suggests. <laughs> so these are not NDC, CPP, PMP. No, 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 no. They, they, don't, have, they don't have the ball no, 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 of our no. people. They have, they have co-opted them in a way. They caress them. But if it, that's what works for them, why should that be a problem? You see, Bernard, that's why I said that if you have in a country fear to speak speak true to power culture of silence as we saw during the rollings era mm-hmm. you cannot have proper democracy that functions like that so based on what you're saying that 2015 referendum was questionable yes and could therefore well have been. you could use this article in the thing you read 
to say that even this whole AU champion mm -hmm. himself has no legs to stand on mm -hmm. on the basis of that. Exactly. You go to Guinea. They, is it Konde? Konde. 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 He did a similar thing in defiance of what the principles say in the AU charter. He was advised. Amen, yes, amended the constitution. They told him that what you are doing is wrong. But he relied on the institution, suppressed them, and got them to move the amendment through. Subsequently, what did his bodyguard do? Remove him from power, and then he's no longer president. The point I'm making is that mm. you don't have so many people speaking out in Rwanda because they have been suppressed. And because we market Rwanda as the finest thing to happen in Africa... Bread. See, yeah, that's right. People are likely to push back if you say, hey, the way the man is going is wrong. Mm. Look, Nelson Mandela, when he won independence for South Africa, he could have said that he wants to be president for life. People actually urged him on that, look, Mandela, look, if there is need to even... You're the You understand? What did he do? Handed over after one he day. handed over power peacefully. Of course, people say that South Africa is now pale shadow of. Yeah, that's right. But you see, that is for the current generation. Mandela's of legacy is intact. Yeah, that is intact. So yes. So you made a fossil argument. Yeah. I think you made a fossil argument. Let me listen to Godfrey. Okay, Godfrey. Now, yeah. Godfrey, Sky, Sky is really standing on strong legs. He's quoted AU charter and things, basically saying, "Look, twenty-three years you've done enough. Go. Don't come and spoil your legacy with this." This 2015 things that you did was not really strong, so don't even come and add to it. Do your three terms, don't do a fourth one. You are not too sure if you agree with him. Oh, not necessarily. Um, my, my position on the matter is this um, Rwanda is not a perfect country, hmm. you understand? It has significant problems. If you've been to Rwanda hmm. outside of what the press show you and hmm. what they also tend to show the press, and it's a country that is very heavy on its PR, hmm. it's a country that. Is paying some team to showcase his country. Has recently signed a deal with <laughs> Arsenal. Arsenal. See, be, be careful, though, because <laughs> now when you say something, <laughs> it's paying Arsenal. That has signed a deal uh, because with somebody you think is paying Rwanda. That has signed a deal with Bayern Munich. Listen, listen to what Nita is saying. I want to recuse himself. Please, no, dissociate yourself from that. He is happily embracing Arsenal. Country on this continent has major problems. Yes, I'm getting to it. But he's alleging that they are paying you to market them. No, but it's okay. Have they paid you? Why didn't you? No, 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 I mean, they paid us. But where is my share? No, hang on, hang on. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is that in the midst of their problems, yes. they think that they have certain things uh, that the world must see. see. No, no, I get it. Just that when you said they are paying some <laughs> company, it was a bit no, confusing. Charlie, you paid Bayern Munich. Oh, so buying is oh so yeah. so yeah, Arsenal yeah, and buying are they are spending money to prop up um, the state, mm. but that also brings of course significant economic positives because people come in mm -hmm. there they are the ones carrying their, they, they they've grown they are very exclusive they have a very exclusive um, tourism gap group mm -hmm. in there mm -hmm. where it costs you top dollar to be even allowed to participate there. It's not for you and I. Regular mm. Jews like you and I, mm. that trip, mm. we can't make that particular trip. Mm. They are the ones that they advertise. Mm -hmm. Okay. But the point is this. You look at where the country has come from. And I admit that the failure of the Rwandan party that he heads, the RPF, mm -hmm. to groom a successor, perhaps also born out of fear, In Kutani. of uh, Kagame himself, hmm. okay, 
is key. But then here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Every country in this history goes through certain things mm-hmm. and requires a certain kind of person to go through those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ghana were lucky to have Nkrumah at a certain point mm. to take us through. Mm. If it was, even if it was just a decade, we had Nkrumah mm-hmm. for that decade. Mm-hmm. South Africa at a point required Mandela. Mm. Even if it was just for four or five years, they had Mandela to take them through those things. Nigeria will mention this, although we don't know who they will select. Um, Burkina Faso talks about Sankara and what he did. The positives and the negatives, but the positives far outweigh. The thing is, is there's no perfect human being. Mm-hmm. But the thing is about leaving a country as a country. Hmm. One that is not perfect, but one that functions. Hmm. The question today, does Rwanda function? Yes, it functions. If you look at where the country came from, as we have described, it's a country that could basically be Somalia. Yeah. If left Look, to its looking at what happened, yes, there. if left to its own terms, mm. it's a country that could easily be DR Congo if left mm. to itself. Mm. Why? Mm. Because of the very and that's something made that point the very deep sated nature of the ethnic clashes in that country. Look, the Hutus and the Tutsis, it was a matter. It's so it's, it's so ingrained that if you read the Rwandan constitution today, you are not allowed to describe yourself as a Hutu or a Tutsi. But has he solved that problem? No, you can never solve that. He cannot solve that problem. He can't solve it. No, it's just 200 to 300 years of hatred for each other. How can you use 22 years to solve it? But what you can do is wow. to find an avenue to get the people to focus on other things so that the country can move along other than focusing on just killing each other. So, so the problem of that ethnic suspicion is not solvable in a generation. No, 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 no. It's not going to be. And the dangers I foresee is such that, and where I tend to agree with those who say his inability or the, his party's inability to find a leader is, if he leaves and the person who takes over is not as strong, the institutions are strong, yes, but the institutions respond to the strong man that is Kagame. And For the, now. And the other point is that he is Tutsi. Yes. And they are like 15%. Exactly. So there's a large Hutu minority majority who are not saying it yes who are, just, just watching. who are watching okay Charlie. who who in fact there is a very strong who to led rebel group in part who who function out of the drc my god who are just waiting for the for, for an the, opportunity for the, to return for the for the lion to go yes the, the, so it's not like he, the rwandans are also not aware of that so the uh, the choices that serious. rwandans have to make but couldn't he have reached out to them because when he stabilized the country in the first six, seven years, should the focus not have been on now uniting mm-hmm. the country beyond using the law? Mm-hmm. Because you are saying that there's clearly significant Hutu undertones that are not being voiced out. Yes. So, and there's a, a group in DRC that is waiting. But, the, but, but, the, but not everybody is an ethnic extremist. They also, which is why his, his, his style has undermined Hutu moderates, for instance, because there are Hutu moderates, mm-hmm. quite a lot of them. Not everybody is on the extreme end. You see, how Kagame has run it is a function of how Kagame grew up. Kagame is a Tutsi refugee, remember? Mm-hmm. There's somebody whose family ran away, and he built his power base from outside and the country in, and came in. He marched in from outside, took over. Okay, that's what I'm saying, that mm-hmm. the choices that Rwandans have to make when it comes to selecting a leader 
is not simply a choice about economic prosperity. It's that's a choice not, about... That. See, that's beautifully said. Though. But you see, Sky's point is that if AU has gone to write this nice English, mm. they put this thing there. Which is binding. And they know that every country is different. Yes. Then what is the, Why have they written that in there? That. Because they are saying... They are, they are, they are saying <laughs> that that I if you have come to power, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't change the constitution to stay in power. Mm-hmm. So when you come to power, sit down and leave when you finish and let somebody continue. But Jamal has changed it already. Yes, and he's saying that that's wrong. Yes, it's wrong. No, he said the way they changed itself is not right. Which is true. True. So, because we know that they fiddled with the numbers. <laughs> so, yeah, so point, Sky's point is that you cannot then, if AU allows it. that to continue, mm-hmm. he's done one extra mm-hmm. term. But now, if he gets, so wait, he's done two terms legally. Mm-hmm. Then he did a third term Based on change the constitution. Mm. Now he wants to do a fourth. Yes. But do you know what the AU will look at? Again, which is the choice, the matter of choice or options. What the AU will look at in this conversation is do we prefer to deal with Kagame and the certainty of him now? Ah. And hold on. Mm -hmm. Or we will prefer to deal with whatever comes after, (laughs) which might require us sending troops, which we know we will not be able to afford. And AU, we know they won't do it. So what is the best decision for leaders of the continent now, based on what he said he would do? Should they say that, Kagame, we like you, you're a great guy, but we cannot vary this principle mm-hmm. in support of your... What, what, what can be encouraged from Kagame's side is for him to expand the themes of his, democracy, his democratic principles... <laughs> Okay. Hey, go for it. Can, you oh, explain, can you explain that? No, I'm just saying, you see, because the media is heavily suppressed. <clears throat> but if you ask them, they will tell you that well, the 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 the, the long the, the long very popular story of how the situation in Rwanda degenerated because of media. Yeah, yeah. And so we've had to shut it down because we do not want the excesses of the media. That is one excuse. Okay. <laughs> Can you find ways, if the institutions are as strong as you say they are, the institutions can regulate the media properly? Okay. So, it's not easy. It's not, it's not, that's what I'm saying. It's It's very, it's very nuanced and layered. You see, because here's the situation. Mm. Let us not forget where Rwanda finds itself. If Rwanda Rwanda and Uganda don't get along that well. Which is even a problem. Hold on. DR Congo too. They and the DRC (laughs) don't get along. Rwanda and Burundi are not the best of friends in any sense. And they are very suspicious of of each other. I have a question that you have not been able to answer. (laughs) You have two groups in two countries. Why can't they just move one group to one country and another group to another country (laughs) to solve the problem? Whichever way you are imbalancing the other. Because doesn't Burundi also have Hutus and Tutsis? Oh, they do. Am I, is that, so why can't the AU say, okay, all the Tutsis will go to Rwanda? Because that is not how the maps were drawn. See, so, so the real problem is the person who do the map. Uh, yes, there is that. But all I'm saying is... So let me ask a question. Somebody quoted something for me and said, Africa's main problem is ethnicity. It is. Somebody actually so quoted, made that point. Somebody quoted it. Uh, yes, the guy quoted it from... Um, yes, Mozambique. Samura Marshall. Yes. Africa's major and main challenge is the issue of ethnicity. This was said by Samora Michelle 
of Mozambique in 1983. Yeah. Yeah. Is, this, is this correct? You agree with that? See Samura Machel when he started fighting the West. Look at what they did to him. I disagree. Don Garang chased him out till he died. It's a fair point to me. No, Garang is Sudan. The other guy, what's the other guy's name? Who? The second, the second Mozambican president, Chisano. Chisano is working. Sorry, Sky. Let's put this on table. Africa's major and main challenge is the issue of ethnicity. You disagree? I disagree. Okay, let me take a break and allow you to expand that. <laughs> no, this we will take a break. This is very serious. You, do, you agree with that? We, must discuss oh, the boss, you know. we will do it. Sky <laughs> says it. That's, okay, we'll come back. Later. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. The power of relevant This is City 97.3. Rewanda, Rewanda. Yeah. This yeah. City Breakfast Show. Rewanda, Rewanda. Rewanda. Yeah. They said many a call, a few were chosen. But I wish some wasn't chosen. For the blood spilling of Rewanda. Yeah. They said me shaky shocking up then they go. Thrown in the fire, but you never get burned. But I wish some didn't get burned. And Rwanda, they said the man is judged according to his works. So tell me, Africa, what you worth? There's no money, no diamonds, no fortune. Rwanda, Rwanda, Rwanda. 922 City Breakfast Show. Um, delicate topic, um, because of the the issue. We are on a delicate topic because of the the, you know. I just came from the WTO, met some Rwandans, and I think that the, the Rwanda, you know, we in Africa we want examples that will make us proud. Okay, I'm coming. We are looking for stories, and from the outside. For a country that went through, if you listen to Brigadier when he was on that show talking about what happened in Rwanda, mm. when you read books about what happened in that country, mm. and you see that in 22 years, 23 years, mm. the country is a model for orderliness, cleanliness, the citizens are okay. I agree with you that there's suppression and all of those things. Sometimes you need to look at where you've come from, okay? Which is why the fact that he hasn't found a successor, or the country hasn't found a successor, or the party hasn't found a successor, or potential successes is very troubling that would be the dent on his image because yes, where Lee Kuan Yew departs from him is that he made himself irrelevant so by the time he was about to exit they knew exactly what was going to take over <clears throat> all right indeed before Xi Jinping came we've always known who is gearing up to take over yeah that's what proper leaders. so even though they are not in your type of democracy we can see who is emerging so but in fact when Xi Jinping I remember Lloyd Amar was on the show and he told me that Xi Jinping will become Chinese president. And he said it almost six years before he became president. 
He said, when you look at Xi Jinping's emergence, the, the places he's running and the things they are giving him to do, you can tell that they are preparing to hand over to him. So if you are running a system that involves that type of democracy, you shouldn't just make it about yourself. Even though we don't know what will happen if he goes, just from what Godfrey is saying, it's very clear that if the man goes, a vacuum is created, and a vacuum, nature abhors a vacuum. Yeah, so let me, on, on, on that, let me... No, I thought you finished. Don't ah, you finished. Oh, oh okay. okay. Go on, go on, go on. No, you are done. I, I just wanted to read a message that I got. Okay, from, read it for yeah. me. Read it for uh, me. You know, which, which is um, agreeing with the two sides. So this message is coming in from um, a colleague who says that I have a Rwandan colleague in my office, and she's saying, you are right with your assessment, which is how I assess the situation that far. However, hmm. Kagami going again is the best thing for Rwanda. According to her, if Kagame leaves, there will be war. Straight. Yeah. There are so many people who want to be president and feel like their ethnicity has not been served. Hmm. There are many tensions around the presidency given their background. And it seems like the only way to avoid war or, you know, disputes in Rwanda is if Kagame continues. <laughs> Similar to what Goffred is saying. Rwandans know this. Now, also according to her, Kagame has been in power for so long and Kagame allegedly has some dirty linens that uh, do not, he doesn't want um, to be, uh, to be exposed. If another person comes in as president, Kagame stands at risk of being exposed. And mind you, there is even a standing resolution, not a resolution, uh, international... Uh, Warrant. Yeah, that's right, for his arrest. Uh, in relation to a specific yeah, case. Yeah, that's right, that's right. You know, I think it's the French people who issued that <laughs> following his alleged involvement in some, in some, some things. So, so you are saying that he should not go for the fourth term? Yes, the, the reason I'm saying is that, look, we cannot cut a slack for leaders on the basis of what peculiar situations they may have in their countries. Hey. When we do that, <laughs> then certainty of principle is undermined. So we should all run the same system? No, not is the same saying? system in as in... The principle is that, look, Kofiana said something. Let, let me just quote that briefly to make my point. He said that there is no single model of democracy that applies universally, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Correct. Countries must choose their own path based mm -hmm. on the peculiar situations they face in their country. What they meant it. But you see, that's a beautiful thing. And it is a statement of fact. Mm -hmm. However, the principle has to be firm that through the process of choosing your own path, there has got to be certainty. Certainty of the rule of law is a universal principle. So if somewhere midstream, or maybe two days to your term expiring, you go quickly amend the constitution to perpetuate yourself in office. That's what brought the problem in Gabon. That's what brought the problem in uh, Guinea. Guinea. That's, 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 what we, that's also brought the problem in what? Togo. There are plenty. Yeah, yeah. plenty of places. <laughs> so we cannot create a situation where leaders can conveniently argue that, oh, because of the ethnic makeup of my place, <laughs> or they can actually even engineer so that, it will keep them in so power that they will perpetuate themselves in power. The principle is four years. If you're four years, you exhaust this, get out of office. As to what happens to your country thereafter, you can advise from outside. In fact, if yeah, you are that guys, great guys, guys, a leader... Hold, hold on. Mm -hmm. You see, we are easy, it's easy for us to say this. So. You're saying you hand over and stick to the principle. Yes. 
as to what happens to your country thereafter. What if your country descends into anarchy? No, you see, the people, they are not... But even when you stay, it can still descend into anarchy, as we have seen in certain situations. So, so he shouldn't be the one to, to judge. It's not his judgment. Put in place the processes. Let them do a free, fair election. Let them de- determine their leader. If there are problems... Subsequently, so they should allow for elections and whoever wins should win. Yes. Don't say that you are the solution to the country's problem. Because mm. you can fall down today... And if he dies... There was somebody who still yeah, okay, somebody who, who is the vice president by the way? That's the problem with strong men. We don't know their vice president. <laughs> it's a difficult situation. It's a difficult situation. <laughs> you, but he is making it more difficult. Okay. You know. This mm. whole thing of mm. I have to be the one to extend for another is it seven mm. years? Mm. It's problematic. It you understand? You'll be older. Because, seven, seven, because, two five years. Because, two five because years. there are lots of people around who are going to have to compromise mm-hmm. it also gives rise to a lot of opposition underground yeah. and it swells up within that period Groundswell. and that's where the thing mm-hmm. can spell out mm-hmm. you know but what is the motivation of that opposition look at look at look no at, he's saying see, that there was the motivation may because be he's staying too long so they are, they are getting angry it may be very some may be paid some may be by western forces some may be self by, uh, yeah, it may, it, it may <laughs> be varied. this year but you see so so is a situation for most emerging african countries but the system you put in place will either aggravate it or lessen it. I want you to defend something I said. Uh-huh. Ethnicity is Africa's main problem. You say it's not true. We'll, we'll come true. back to that. True. You see, when you you know, I see somebody talking about Thomas Sankara, mm. Sankara was in power for how many years? Four not, years. Not four, four, five years. Mm-hmm. Five years or so. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, he is the most referred to name in Burkina, uh, 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 Burkina, Burkina Faso, Faso today. Yeah. yeah. He came in at the age of 33. Charlie. 33 years. Okay. Now, when people talk about Sankara, do you hear that they say he did a coup? They don't, they don't say that. Nobody talks about the coup d'etat, mm-hmm. but they talk about how he restored the image of Burkina Faso. In fact, changed the name of the country. Yes. To upper, what upper Volta to Burkina Faso. The land upper of the upright. Proper name. Burkina Faso, the land of the upright. Not upper Volta. You, you see, at, at times... The good works can even surpass how you got yourself into the place. Mm. You, know, so I mean, you know the problem with that? We will not always have benevolent dictators. I am 200% in agreement. <laughs> and I'm not by this saying that the man should, he should go ahead. But I'm just saying that the decision that I have to go again is problematic. <laughs> Having said that, I will not be quick to condemn it because... There may be underlying issues that may yeah. not be known to all of us. Mm-hmm. Which issues can throw the country back into the former state of war? You know, and if you've been in power for 23 years and those issues have not been dealt you failed. A lot of things have changed in the global world order, the world order today. Before, when something happens, the Western forces will come and help. Today, they are thinking about don't, themselves. Don't, don't mind you. But you the, the point is that if, if, I, I think I'm a bit concerned that, you see, we should measure a leader by each country's most important problem. Mm-hmm. And the country's most important problem was disunity and division after a genocide. So if we are saying he has to stay to prevent that from reoccurring, he means he has failed. Not necessarily. He has. No. By keeping the country at some level of peace by being president is just part of his job. If his, as, if his absence, he hasn't said that his absence will lead to genocide. Mm-hmm. But a lot of us around are saying that there appears to be 
a serious power vacuum that will be exploited in his absence. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that that was to have been his most important 20-year project. Mm-hmm. That if I'm going to be in power for 20 years, I must create a society that can exist without me being ahead. Yeah. So if but, after 23 years, he has to still be there for another whatever he but, is, but, it means that the original but, but, purpose but, he has failed. But, but Bernard, the problem for him is he cannot do that in isolation, which is why I'm talking to you about his neighbors. You see, the choices are not just his. Mm. Whatever he does in his country, there's also he has next door neighbors who sit and look, who have interest in his country and what happens there. So he can heal the divide in his country, but we will he heal the divide in Burundi? And by the way, why is Museveni still president? <laughs> we are not even talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Museveni is the most forte. We are not saying anything. Why? Are we well, 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 he's he's grooming. Museveni is sad to take over. So if you don't remember, remember doing, doing press ups. <laughs> Yeah, we don't remember the time you went to sit in a so, chair. But I'm just <laughs> saying that over just quickly so before we get to uh, yeah. uh, the, the, the situation for Rwandans hmm. is very different from how we as watchers of democracy hmm. or how we as neutrals outside will view it. Hmm. The options for them and the decisions they have to make hmm. are very different from ours. Hmm. So for me, as a political, uh, political watcher, mm-hmm. I, who is interested in democracy? I might say that they need elections. Mm. This is by meaning Ghana, we free, fair, like this transparent elections. Just talking. Okay. <laughs> they will tell you that what they need at the moment is to hold the country together and grow their economy to the point where they can be in a position to win the, elections. I, they can be in a position where the country is so successful that these ethnic divides are washed over in a certain way. No, I agree with you. Okay, I agree with you. So with you. those are the realities that you think about. And honestly speaking, if you look at, it might, it might, it might be a bit simplistic, mm-hmm. but the evidence shows in certain countries of certain people who history has bad mouthed, mm-hmm. and their acts deserve that they get bad mouthed. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the peculiarities of their countries, mm-hmm. you sit back again and ask yourself, would was it worth? The chase mm-hmm. to get this person out. Gaddafi, you understand. It's one case in point. It, it is. A, it, it's been the removal of one person has led to yeah. basically Since the Gaddafi entire left, collapse of the whole country, half is, the continent. Is, yeah. Since Gaddafi left, everything has gone down. You understand. Guns running left, right, and center. Everybody doing what they want to do. Mm. Sky, it's a delicate situation. It's a very so delicate for, situation. For, for, for Isn't it the same hmm. issue we are talking about? Hmm. It's because Gaddafi himself never prepared for, some, he for somebody who would take over. But you see, they always assume that they are the only people who can fix it. And you say, as they say, if you keep saliva in your mouth for far too long, Ubebon. United States of America Then why can't Africa Be the United States of Africa so, uh, 9.34, we're still on City Breakfast. So, yeah. so much to do on the show today. Don't forget that on the 30th, we're meeting... In fact, those of you who are listening to us and you want to discuss it, we'll create a corner to discuss national issues <laughs> on the side. <laughs> but better, before I leave, you see... Yes. Me, I'm, I'm talking to my listener friends yeah. who have a habit of calling last minute after we have closed their... And they said they want to come. I just want you people to know that this, this, week, year, this week, this week, if you don't pay your money, yeah. I will put off my phone next week. You, you are talking about <laughs> Business Olympics registration. Business Olympics, yes. Companies have to... A read. lot of them have... Look, Bernard, we have 
we have over 100 companies who have registered, have registered. Yes. but they have not done the needful and if you don't pay we have a cap you are giving them from today to friday yes that yes. if by the time you come on friday they have not paid you don't pay close of day friday and we have our numbers you are out so who should they call they should call 0205-973-973 he's referring okay. to the city business olympics that's happening on the 30th of Next. september saturday after this one eden heights sports complex over 100 companies are registered we want them to pay to be part of this exciting day of sporting activity this is not the last you hear of rwanda trust me in the meantime prostate cancer is cancer that occurs in the prostate of men african men have a high risk of developing prostate cancer during their lifetime if symptoms its symptoms include difficulty urinating uh, blood in urine uh, blood in the sperm erectile dysfunction and weight loss when detected early while it's still confined to the prostate gland you have the best chance for successful treatment if you have persistent symptoms that worry you visit the nearest health center within your district for a blood prostate specific antigen test an easier and quick way of testing for prostate cancer if you're a resident of amasaman sapeman media Ajin Kotoku Oduman and its environs, the prostate team made up of doctors and nurses will be at the District Assembly Auditorium on Wednesday, 27 September to educate and create awareness on prostate cancer. So as I said, I'll be speaking to the Israeli ambassador to Ghana on a very, very important, um, I can call it a milestone in the history of the country three years of successful implementation of the abraham or abraham accords reflecting on the gains and the future prospects now these are a series of treaties normalizing diplomatic relations between israel the uae bahrain sudan morocco and this was facilitated by the trump administration between september and december 2020 in five months those four arab states joined egypt and jordan in making peace with israel very significant indeed now this is considered a game changer in the middle east providing new opportunities for direct flights people to people exchange business partnerships government agreements leading to investment and growth in the area a real watershed moment all right so how did the abraham accords begin and what has been achieved and what is next i am very privileged to have excellency shlimot sufa did i get it right almost help me slomit sufa yes slomit sufa that's it israeli ambassador to ghana liberia and sierra leone welcome to the show good morning thank you very much good morning bernard and good morning to all our listeners how are you doing i'm very well thank you is this your first time on my show absolutely yes and it's a very blessed opportunity to come here on this week where we celebrate both the signing three years the signing of the abraham accords mm -hmm. and also the jewish new year just um took place last Friday, so we're still the in the mode of celebration, yes. Is, is that Yom Kippur, or what is it? What, which is which? It's actually called Rosh Hashanah, which Rosh is Hebrew Hashanah. for New Year. Rosh Hashanah. So, happy Rosh Hashanah. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Happy New Year to everybody. What are the highlights of the Abraham Accords? So, I don't know if we have enough time to cover everything. <laughs> okay. But so much uh, we were able to achieve together. Mm. Um, mainly Israel, United Arab Emirates, Bahrain mm -hmm. and Morocco. Mm -hmm. In terms of cooperation, you mentioned some of the items, some of the uh, elements, such as, um, you know, tourism, direct flights. We have 
now over 100 flights weekly wow. to the Gulf, between Israel and the Gulf states. Um, over 1 million Israeli tourists visited United wow. Arab Emirates. Wow. And um, thousands of uh, tourists have come to Israel. Of course, it's an excellent opportunity, you know, for uh, Muslim pilgrimage to come to Israel and mm. um, visit holy sites. Mm. We have signed many agreements. We, um, we enjoyed high-level mm. visits on both, uh, on both sides, both in, uh, in the Gulf and in Israel. Mm -hmm. We had the President of Israel visiting last uh, December, I believe, and um, just recently our Minister of Foreign Affairs visited uh, Bahrain mm -hmm. uh, beginning of the month. And of course, uh, we had a visit of the Foreign Minister of the United Arab Emirates visiting Israel mm. a short while ago. Mm. So, you know, in the nutshell, you could say that there's been much progress in terms of cooperation. Mm -hmm. And what is important to note is that the appetite and the desire to put real content into these agreements. It's not just a piece of paper. It's not just an agreement between leaders. Mm -hmm. It's a true desire that we see on all sides mm. to create a new reality in the Middle East, mm. a, a reality of stability, mm. of prosperity, mm. of, uh, of tolerance, mm. and there's so much more that can be done. I see. So, and this began with the the, 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 the Israeli-UAE. That was the first of the, the, the agreements. Uh, so is there a consulate? Are the embassies open? Is it working normally now in the two countries? Absolutely. We have uh, an embassy mm. and a consulate general mm -hmm. in the United in the um, Emirates. We have an embassy of the Emirates in Israel. Okay. The same goes for Morocco and Bahrain. Mm. And um, full diplomatic relations, um, and to the full extent of the word, wow. we have a very important mechanism mm. that we have uh, initiated and implemented. It's called the Negev Forum. Negev is one of the areas in Israel where the first meeting was held between the foreign ministers mm -hmm. of all these countries and um, um, Jordan and Egypt and Israel, of course, and the United States. So all the countries that Israel has diplomatic relations and peace mm. with in the Middle East. Mm. And this forum is extremely important because they discuss how to really put real content for uh, the nations, mm. both that are side of the agreement and also other um, countries in the region would also benefit. Wow. So we create all kinds of bilateral and also trilateral mm. uh, mechanisms there's the blue and green agreement where we have um, a solar field established in Jordan mm -hmm. and it, they sell the um, electricity to Israel, the power, wow. whereas a desalination facility in Israel provides water to Jordan and wow. all this is supported by the United Arab Emirates, for example. So one of many mechanisms that are already mm. in progress. What about business and trade? You mentioned tourism and travel. Has has the have the three years seen an increase in business between the two countries in terms of trade as well? Absolutely, we are now standing at um, bilateral volume trade between Israel and Uni United Arab Emirates mm. and Bahrain together, over five point six billion dollars. All this in three years. 
We wow. saw an increase of between 2021 mm. to 2022. We saw an increase of over 109% in volume of trade, mm. and it keeps on growing. Over 70 Israeli businesses and companies are working at the UAE. We have um, exchange. Of, we have uh, the free, the first free trade agreement wow. between Israel and an Arab country in the Gulf has been signed and already operational. Mm. And much, much more to do. What was the key to the success of this accord? What what nailed it? Because I know there have been attempts, <laughs> there have been many, many attempts to do these kinds of things. So, what do you think led to success in 2020? And we've had three years of normalized relationships, which is a significant milestone. What do you think was the key to that success? Well, that's an excellent question. There were a couple of elements. Mm. Um, first of all, we need to note that we had secret clandestine relations, now we can talk about it, between Israel and the Gulf states since the 1990s. And these agreements were enabled us to, you know, forward them to the um, public sphere. So these relations were conducted uh, by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and other agencies in Israel. And I think what uh, the real push forward was, first of all, the very strong um, support by the American administration at the time, by American president at the time, Donald Trump, and also by apparently a silent support or a silent agreement by, uh, not agreement, by silent um, okay or green light uh, from Saudi Arabia. And we see now, and we see in the news that there are all kinds of contacts with mm. Saudi Arabia, so mm. hopefully one day, maybe one day soon, mm. we will be able to move forward with our yeah. relations yeah. with this very important kingdom. I, I need to say this from an outside, Middle East looks like it's on the rise. I'll give you two examples. So Qatar hosted the World Cup football. A lot of footballers are moving to Saudi Arabia as well. There's a lot of investment already. So it seems as if the major bottleneck for opening up the Middle East, which was security, seems to be reducing. And more and more interest. Indeed, I was listening to the BBC yesterday and a sports analyst was saying that they are all going to Saudi because of all the big football things. So it looks like the region is waking up and this accord seemed to be part of that narrative, right? Absolutely. It mm. seems that um, the region of the Middle East is moving further towards mm. stability and, of course, prosperity, which affects everybody. Mm. Um, it even affects um, Africa, of course. And specifically Ghana, like in, uh, I think in November, or towards the end of the year, we're going to have the COP28 conference, very big international conference for um, uh, addressing the issues of climate change and environment taking place in Dubai. We will have a very big delegation there, headed by uh, the, our president, our prime minister, and many ministers. And we will have a very big pavilion. And we call upon uh, Ghanaian stakeholders, business people, companies mm. to come and visit us, the Israel Pavilion in Dubai. So in that sense, everybody is, um, has something to profit from this kind of yeah. new corporations. But what is the most important thing that Ghana and Israel do together? I hear you discuss agriculture. I know the former Minister of Agriculture was talking about Ghanaians going to do some training in certain types of farming. I mean, what, 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 and I also know you do some things for small businesses. Just talk to me a bit about 
Yes, you've done the Abraham Accords. You're doing well. But how do we benefit? Okay, what, what direct way can we also get something from this? Of course. Um, well, there's so much that we do mm. in terms of Ghana-Israel uh, relations. Mm. We just enjoyed the visit of the Foreign Minister of Israel yeah. to Ghana just two months ago. Um, you mentioned the program for uh, trainees in agriculture. It's one of our flag programs where we send trainees to work. They are students of agriculture. They um, stay in Israel for 11 months program mm -hmm. where they study both academically and have tra hands-on training in Israeli farms and they receive a salary for that. So wow. when they get, come back to Ghana, they have both the academic training and the experience mm. to move further on with establishing their own farms or being, um, you know, um, experts and provide more support to the agricultural sector in Ghana. Mm -hmm. uh, we support, we have all kinds of programs that promote innovation mm -hmm. and digital innovation. We are, um, Israel is the co-founder of the Ghana Digital Innovation Week. So we work very hard on that and we hope that this year would be even greater and bigger mm. than uh, previous years and we mm. are proud yeah. to contribute to the formation or the advancement of the ecosystem of innovation and digitalization mm. in Ghana. Mm -hmm. um, we do projects in supporting health in Ghana, uh, specifically in two hospitals, <coughs> sorry, specifically two hospitals mm -hmm. in Kumasi, mm -hmm. Kumasi South and Sontreso. We support the uh, neonatal unit there. And there's so yeah. much more to, to talk yeah. about. Israel is known as a startup nation for a reason. We're talking to Excellency Shlomit Sufa, who's Israel ambassador to Ghana, Liberia and Sierra Leone, discussing three years of the success of the implementation of the Abraham Accords, which really opened up, it, or you can say normalized, Israel's relations with UAE, Bahrain, uh, Morocco as well. So there's a, an embassy in Abu Dhabi, one in Manama, and also in Morocco, and then vice versa as well. And then she's saying that tourism has been boosted, trade, a lot of things are happening. I guess the big question, though, is how does this three years of Abraham Accord success deal with the big elephant in the room, the Israeli-Palestinian issue? That's the biggest issue in the world, at least since I became conscious of news from the early 90s. There's no day I watch CNN that there wasn't something about Israel and Palestine in the news. So what, what do you think this three-year case study means for that one because that's the big one so allow me let's agree to disagree i don't think this is the big issue <laughs> i mean it's an issue that is part of israeli reality and palestinian reality of course yeah. but i think that this these agreements actually demonstrate the opposite to what you've just said mm. they demonstrate that one can move further mm -hmm. in the middle east and develop and establish relations with israel where it is not a zero-sum game okay. when it comes to the Palestinian issue. Mm. You don't have to be anti-Israeli and pro-Palestinian or vice versa. Mm. You can achieve a win-win situation where the stability that has been established, the mm. prosperity, mm. the progress that we see in the Gulf and other areas, mm. they, they support and they contribute to everybody. Okay. It's not about... Um, an elephant in the room. Because M the maybe you misunderstand my question. What I mean is that 
in my view, that's been the longest standing issue. All right. So sure. if you've been able to normalize relations with these countries, then that should be. So the question really is, what kind of impetus does that give for you to then resolve the Israeli-Palestinian issue? That's really where I'm going with that question. That's an excellent question because the answer would be that these agreements actually demonstrate how one can deflate the mm. issue to the mm. um, normal size or the mm. should-be size of mm. this issue. Mm -hmm. It's an issue, but it doesn't overshadow all the other issues that we have in the Middle East, mm -hmm. and we have plenty. Mm -hmm. There's much room for cooperation, and we believe that when the Palestinian issue is not overinflated um, and is addressed on its actual size, it is easier to move forward in resolving it. Mm. Do you see it getting resolved in the next, I don't know, one year, two years, three years? It's difficult to say at this point. Mm. We, um, we encourage the Palestinians to basically start negotiations because, or, or continue the negotiations because the, this thing has not moved forward in quite a long time. Um, so it's e very difficult to mm. to say to put a date or a time to put a date or a time. Mm. You know the joke says that it's very very uh, difficult to be a prophet, and especially when it comes to the future, <laughs> one should be very careful. Mm. But um, I do hope that we will be able to reach mm. some kind of movement forward mm. with the Palestinians and uh, mm. resolve at least some of our issues. Yeah. Just another bonus question. Be beyond UAE, Bahrain, Sudan, do you see... Of course, you mentioned Egypt and Jordan, who we can say have been fairly good... You can see the relationship with Israel is, is fairly regular. Would you see more countries within the region also deepening ties with Israel in following the example of Morocco, Bahrain, and UAE? So we know already that many countries have approached Israel mm -hmm. in trying to see how they can become part of mm. this mechanism or similar mechanisms. Mm -hmm. we, have, we have discussed only a few minutes ago the issue of Saudi Arabia yeah. and how much yeah. we hope yeah. that yeah. we will be able to move forward with yeah. our relations uh, with Saudi Arabia. One must note that last uh, week or the week before, for the first time in history, an Israeli delegation visited Saudi Arabia wow. for an international conference of, um, wow. of UNESCO. Wow. With Israeli passports, official delegation. No problems. And, and it was the, the first time ever wow, that wow. an Israeli could visit um, the that's, territory that's of the Saudi Arabia. It wasn't covered that largely in the news. I didn't hear it. But no, it was. Uh, it was in the news. It was not. Um, you know, it's not hidden or anything. Okay. But um, it's out in the open. Okay. And there are many uh, other elements vis-a-vis -vis Saudi Arabia that we hope and mm. this is also part of the, the, the talks that are being held now mm. um, in New York as part of the yeah, meetings are, that are held wow. aside of the um, mm. United Nations General Assembly wow. but we do hope that other countries both in the Middle East and beyond mm. will follow um, this example and we will reach more diplomatic relations with both more countries Congratulations Thank you for passing through the show. We've been speaking to Excellency Shlomit Sufa, who's the Israeli ambassador to Ghana, Liberia and Sierra Leone, talking about three years of the 
they will call it the Abraham Accords, but I, I know it's the same thing. <laughs> you know, it's really Abraham, or Abraham, it's the same thing. And that's three years of very, very progressive relationship between Israel and these key countries in the Middle East. We sense some positivity in, this, in the region with all the movement, investment, sports. They are in a good spot. We wish them well. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. We'll see you Thank next you. time. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. Your number one festive family and farm recreational center is 20 years old. Lakeside Marina Park, a subsidiary of Lakeside Estates, an award-winning CMG Real Estate Company of the Year 2021. We've established the Marina Park a sense of groundedness and flow of growth into the promising future. As part of our 20th celebration, we've tailored a lineup of programs, including the launch of the Lakeside Marina Boating Club, the Rowing Club, the Water Skiing, and the Sailing Clubs. Join us on 23rd September at 9 a.m. and experience a display of water skiing antiques, as well as jet ski rides on Lake Calmoni. Call 0204-775-044 or visit lakesidemarinapark.com for more information. What would you do if you won a million CDs with only 49 numbers to choose from? Mega 6 Lotto offers you the chance to win exciting prizes with only two Ghana CDs. The odds are always in your favor. Tune into TV3 every Monday from uh, from Monday to Saturday at 6.50 p.m. to watch the Daily Raffle draw. Dial star 266 hash or download our iOS and Android apps on Mega6Lotto.com to play. Mega 6 Lotto Mega Winnings Mega Impact. And get standard water sachet, the best on the market. Customized water also available as well as bottled and dispensed mounted jar. If you want to do bulk sale of standard water, call 0202-055703. This advert is FDA approved. And get in touch with Heritage Christian College for the best in entrepreneurial training with financial support with an affordable and flexible fee structure. Scholarships available. Heritage Christian College offers you complete education. We are at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium. Go to hcuc.edu.gh for more information. That's all we have time for for today's edition of the City Breakfast Show. My name is Bernard. Thank you for listening. 